everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, check, check, testing. Testing, testing, testing. Testicles. Ing. <laughs> Lefticle, testicle, wallet, and watch. <laughs> I don't know why this has become a normal thing, but I'm Victor. Do you mean our intro a normal thing? Yeah, I mean, it's always me. <laughs> it's always me. Well, I mean, you lead us off, and I, speaking now. And Max. Oh, that was very well done. That was great. Who else should follow? There is somebody else in the room, I think. There's a few other somebody else's in the room. Well, that's not making me feel good. One of them I love, one of them I hate. (laughs) (gasps) We'll never know. I'm Kitty. You know. There's a hint. (laughs) We both have to hang off of a ledge, and you can only save one of us. (laughs) Ooh, wow. (laughs) It would be you. (laughs) I would probably save Victor first in the hopes that he and I could figure out some way to save you together. All right. Well, an episode of Simpsons that I fucking love where they're trying to figure out if Marge is a witch and they say, we'll throw her over the cliff with her broom. If she flies, she's a witch. If she dies, she's not. Uh, What did we watch this week? Did we watch anything? I don't even think we? we did. I think we just showed up here. You literally walked out that door and then walked right back in and went, all right, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We watched The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring. That's racist. Mm, Languagist, I guess. (laughs) The two is an important distinction. It Mm, is. It is. I did see the first one and it was fine, but The Conjuring 2. I thought was just a better movie Hmm? (laughs) so it was released in 2016 Mm -hmm. it is our second movie directed by James Wan James Juan and (laughs) according to uh, Google it's featured song is Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. By Elvis Presley. I suppose it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really weird thing to have listed for a horror movie. Well, Ed sings it on the guitar, and then I think it's also um, it in the background of some of the intros and outros. Yeah. Something like that, yes. Monoprice. I like Monoprice. Mexical. Yeah. Mexical. Let's talk about actors. <clears throat> Mexical. Well... Uh, for starters, we have the very lovely Vera Farmiga. Uh, she played Lorraine Warren, 
She is lovely. She's... She did not play Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. She did not. Did we have this argument? <laughs> we did. Okay. I was so certain that was her. And it's... <laughs> I do believe I conceded multiple times that she could have. I do think she could have. They are. They resemble each other. Um, I can't think of the other lady's name. She's probably closer to the age of. Was it Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett now. Okay. Perhaps. Like, if Lord of the Rings were made now, she could play Galadriel and be about the same age. But uh, Vera Farmiga's portrayal of Lorraine, the way she holds her face. Like, how soft she is, like, just in uh, mentality, uh, is very similar to Lady Gladriel, I think. Okay. I she disagree. Is... <laughs> oh, I think she's just a very elegant and regal person. Her face radiates empathy. <laughs> that's that's a thing. That... Could you imagine getting that compliment? Hi, your face radiates empathy. And then like, mine radiates, don't talk to me, ever. Don't even look at me. <laughs> I tend to feel like my face radiates empathy or something similar because anytime I leave the house, people come up to me in the store and they're all like, hey, I want to chat about this random thing. And I'm like, can you get six feet away (laughs) and put on your mask properly? Thanks. Bye. Stop breathing on me. (laughs) So many of these people breathing our air. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she played Lorraine Warren. She was also Madeline. In The Departed. Yes. Which is another very good movie. It's not horror, though, but I kind of wish it was. Depends how you think about it, I guess. What's about? The Departed? Um, it's uh, quasi-related to the real-life events of um, Whitey Bulger. Kind of, uh, he was okay. like a gangster, yeah. but he... Yeah. I don't know if it was ever proven in real life that he was a FBI informant or not. That name comes up a lot in true crime podcasts broadcasts broadcasts i'm not into the the mafia thing like i can't get into stories about that well whitey bulger was not mafia he was irish well i think (laughs) don't they just call them the irish mob well kind (laughs) of i i feel like mafia is the italian mob and the irish mob maybe called something else i don't know you mean like how the Russian mob is called the Bratva? Yes. Yakuza, all that stuff. Triad. <laughs> uh, there's a brewing company called the Irish Mafia. Ooh. <laughs> you guys aren't even trying to hide your <laughs> wandering anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Oh, it's so ironic. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's The Departed. Uh and next up, we have Patrick Wilson. Uh, he plays Ed Warren, and he also played Night Owl too in The Watchmen. He well, did. He was also um, wasn't he also in Insidious? Wasn't wow, he the dad I was in- going to mention that, but you just hijacked my actor shit. So you whatever. sounded like you were done. Well, I guess I always sound like I'm done then. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually really inconvenient. Actually, I was just having a conversation with Maybe Katie that's about why people this. interrupt me all the time. <laughs> I was saying, what if you used the wrong inflection all the time? Like, what if what if you were ended your sentences in such an inflection that it, it sounded like maybe there was more? And they just didn't do anything. <laughs> um, I tried to watch Insidious because of him. Uh, 
because I had watched The Conjuring too, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Insidious. And just like the first 20 minutes of that movie is just noises that I can't cope with. Just like screeching and alarms, (laughs) and I'm like, I I can't do this. I'm done. I'm out. Insidious is the one that I constantly get uh, confused with Sinister because they came out around the same time. They have similar names, and they're ad campaigns were very similar they came with, came out within like six months of each other um also spoiler alert about insidious but the creature in that like there's all this build-up to it and then they show it and it it looks like darth maul i was maul. gonna say the picture i saw in my mind i'm picturing darth maul it's yeah there. without the head horns i guess yeah i always thought that was darth maul's um actual coloring it's not he was tattooed that way I thought that would have been cool to have an alien race that that's just like their skin looked like that, but whatever. I forget what, what his race that... is called. Than? Than? Eh. What if the, the, the guy who played the demon in Insidious was the guy that played Darth Maul and he just couldn't get over the rule of Darth Maul and so <laughs> he was like, okay, I'll do it, but you gotta hear me out. Um, I can't think of his name, but that guy's actually a pretty prolific martial artist, which is why he was chosen for that. He also played Toad in X-Men, the first one. Toad. Mm -hmm. Such a weird mutant. Something happens with him in a helicopter? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, No. He's in a helicopter at one point. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. what you're thinking of. I uh, don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like X-Men that much. (laughs) I was going to text you, but I thought that it would be more fun to talk about it in person. Did you hear that they confirmed a Deadpool 3? I did not. Yeah. Thing. I knew they were looking maybe make like an X-Force movie. Is that what it's about? I don't know. I just saw it popped up in my news and I swiped away before I could actually click on it. Yeah, it's cool. Three. Now I'm it's down with not it. personal. I don't believe they're going to be bringing the bartender friend back. Oh, that's a shame. Well, from what I understand, he made some very poor life choices. Oh. Like calling in a fake bomb threat just to get back at somebody who was arguing with him. Oh. <laughs> so let's see. We have uh, Madison Wolf. She played Janet Hodgson. She also played Barbara uh, Torson, I guess you would call it, in a movie called I Kill Giants. I have not seen this movie yet, but I really want to. It looks cool. I feel like I'm writing a book report and I'm in fourth grade. (laughs) It was this movie and it was cool. (laughs) Uh, And then we have Frances O'Connor playing Peggy Hodgson. Cool, spelled with a K. Yes. (laughs) And two backwards O's. (laughs) Uh, she also played Lacey Armstrong in a movie called The Hunter. And that was also starring uh, Sam Neill was in it. Oh. Yeah. It's actually, I watched it a long time ago, maybe a year or two ago. It was a pretty decent movie. And who's the guy? Not Chris, uh, Chris, um, <clears throat> Christopher Walken. Not him. The other guy. The guy that played the Hobgoblin. Oh, William Defoe. Willem Defoe. I get them mixed up a lot because... In my mind, they're similar personalities. Um, yeah, Willem Dafoe was in it. He was the hunter, I guess. Just real quick. The girl that plays... Were you going to go over the girl that played uh, Margaret or whatever? <laughs> Mm-mm. Do you know what I'm Yeah. The, the was older that, Was gal. that her name? I think it was Margaret. Margaret, yeah. She looks like this girl that I went to high school with whose name was Cody. And I like that for a girl's name. Max, are you going to talk about the woman who played the 
psychiatrist? Clinical psychiatrist? I think she was. Mm. Clinical psychiatrist. The parasite. Para. Paraphysiologist or. We're just going to keep throwing out terms. (laughs) The parasiticist. What are you talking about? The parasite. The woman who was like, this isn't real and it could just be this. Do you mean the ever lovely Franca Potenta? Yes. I was hoping that I could hear you say her name. I was not going to mention her, but. I have been in love with Franco for a long time too. <laughs> Since Born Identity, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the first I remember seeing her. Yeah, I've seen her in, in some other stuff since then. She's in a weird movie with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Who isn't recently? <laughs> Color out of space. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was watching the first time I watched Conjuring Two. I'm like, that's Franca Potenta, my pretty German lass. Hmm. There's a weird mixture of cultures just went into that sentence, but yeah. German, um, Fraulein. Yeah, yeah, Fraulein. Yep, <laughs> I know <yep>. things. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how old she is in actuality, but it seems like from the first time I saw her in a movie to now, she hasn't aged a day. Yeah. So. Well, let's find out. Uh, she is forty-six years old. Goodness, she looks Colin like she's still twenty-two. Out. No, she is beautiful. <laughs> She, she has really cool tattoos, too. Mm. Look up her tattoos sometime. I also really like her accent a lot. It's There are times where she's talking, and, and you almost don't pick up on it right away. But then she says one word, and you hear it, and then you, you suddenly realize that she has an accent, and now it's all you can hear. I don't know. It's just the way that it works for me, I guess. Yeah. I like Yeah, it. Frank is wonderful. Is that um, all of your actors? I believe so. Okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Frances O'Connor, you know, she plays Peggy. She plays, like, the harried single mom of four children mm. but even in that movie she still manages to pull off looking looking good real quick i just want to uh what's the word i'm looking for and i mean patrick interrupt? Wilson, you know, he's no right. not interrupt i want to uh <laughs> elaborate you said harried not harry right yes not okay. harry There's harried harried as in you're very busy <laughs> or you're getting harried by bomber jets no wait fighter pilots no wait Plane. Well, you can be harried by anything, I guess. Like birds? <laughs> yeah. There's strong not? wind. <laughs> well, now sometime we have to do the movie Birds. We have to do no one's ever heard of that. Birdemic. Oh, God. Oh, no. no one's ever heard of that. Who who did, who wrote Birds? I can never remember his Alfred name. Hitch- yeah, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. You try to take Hitchcock and put a ch in front of it. Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Alfred. I can't ever think of his name when I want to. Apparently, neither can I. He also did Rear Window, which was quite good. Now, speaking of harried, my first note for the whole movie is, that is a hairy man. The husband who was murdered upstairs. I, I guess it was the husband. In Amity. Oh, in Amityville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Like he's laying on the bed dead, and it, it's sad, but it's like, bed dead. that man just grows hair. like <laughs> As opposed to not growing Well, it. a lot of What's it. What's the deal there? I, I don't, I'm not and super. What's the deal with those pictures? <laughs> What's, What's the, the deal, deal with hairy getting... men? What's the deal of getting shot while you're sleeping? <laughs> Every scary movie has it. Um, anyway, um, so I don't understand. Is he, was he their son? Their eldest son? Was he... Okay, listeners, I guess we moved on into the the discussion point of the movie. So yeah, we just jumped right into it. But hopefully. the movie starts with Lorraine and Ed Warren, her trying to uh, take psychic readings 
from the Amityville house after the kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. <laughs> yes. There was murders, and I guess it was the eldest son. I guess. Who claimed he was possessed was, yeah. by a demon. Uh, and uh, She says that that case still gives her nightmares out of all the terrible things that they've seen because she's having a vision. Or they're, they're doing a seance, essentially, in that house, and she's uh, astral projecting into his memory, I guess, and and acting out his his actions as he's murdering them, which it's good, and I'm sure it's better than I could do, but there were some points where, for example, when she's in the mirror and she goes to cock the gun, that she's off by about half a second, and yeah. it bothered the <laughs> shit out of me, but... Otherwise, it was a really cool scene and watching her I go mean, through all of that. Well, you can't like, astral project for shit, so you'd probably be way off. I'm still trying, all right? <laughs> Some people are just better at it. takes me to like, edit our streams together whenever we record at different locations, I can almost guarantee I wouldn't be able to make that footage line up the way that it was supposed <laughs> <laughs> But also, if I could astral project myself and follow people around, I would literally just use it to get their passwords and put weird shit on their Facebook profiles. That's it. <laughs> that's my life's work still working on it okay <laughs> but she is embodying his memory and as soon as she gets done killing the last sibling she reacts she's terrified and and, and i'm assuming that's not her reacting to what she's just uh, pseudo uh committed i guess but what she is how he reacted whenever he lost <clears throat> this possession or whatever whenever it stopped controlling him because she falls down on the floor and she's terrified and disgusted and that's when she looks up and sees a little boy with his bright white eyes i think they took that from any other horror movie <laughs> no there's a picture uh from the actual amityville house where people swear they can see a little boy in his creepy eyes oh oh yeah i have heard that rumor i thought there was something where you couldn't take a picture of somebody in that house or the family every picture of the family they had those like their eyes turned white like that or I don't something. Know. I don't know maybe I'm just projecting what I think is cool again I don't I don't know much about the actual Amityville horror I know it was in Massachusetts mm-hmm. it's like the- my family still buys Porter's liniment self <laughs> and I it does work but it's like you know from the 1640s I'm sure <laughs> There was only ever one batch. <laughs> Just keep scraping it off of the main container. <laughs> it's made out of beeswax and uh, bone meal, I think. Ground up bees. <laughs> they use the whole bee. So she goes into the basement following this little boy. And this I'm going to ask this more than once. Why can't ghosts ever just tell people shit? Why can't they just walk up to somebody and say... Yo, there's something in the basement. It wants to talk to you. I would like to point out in A Christmas Carol, um, what's the ghost's name in the beginning? Marley. Marley. Jacob Marley. Right, Jacob Marley. He told Scrooge flat out. He did. Thanks. Okay. Why can't more ghosts just tell people flat out what they want or what they think they should do? Instead, they got to be all like, or give them a fucking riddle. Like, whatever, we'll get to it. So it's. (laughs) It goes down in the basement, and I guess it just expects her to follow it, and she does. Because and then I also count three more ghosts from the same movie that also laid out specifically what Scrooge had to do. Uh, okay, so that's a good example. 
I guess all I'm saying is that if I get haunted, I hope they take a Christmas Carol approach to things. <laughs> you still got time. You're not completely fucked. Or they're going to come in and be like, you're fucked. It's going to come and kill you. That's the end of it. In uh, Hamlet. I'm muting this right now. His okay. father's ghost tells him exactly what happened to him. Space ghost. Space ghost. He was very straightforward. Okay. So she goes downstairs like a shark. <clears throat> I don't know why the uh, like the, a shark. The Ford is it Ford the like a rock yeah. thing just played in my head. <laughs> one of my friends, one of <laughs> it's actually, Chevy. Oh well, whatever. oh yeah, Ford's built for tough, I guess, or whatever. Built for tough. Built Ford tough oh. with their big horn trucks. One of our mutual friends, Max and I's mutual friends, we grew up together. Thought that they were saying, and it, I believe it is Chevy, like a rock. Thought that they were saying. Back her up. <laughs> oh, I know what friend that is. It sounds exactly like something he would say. I remember him saying that to me. I, for the longest time, I thought they were saying back her up. And I was like, yeah, because you can back up cars. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny what our brains, while we're children, will do to rationalize yes. things. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she goes into the basement and that's when the, when the nun makes her... Really slow, sort of boring appearance. She shouldn't make going into basements a habit. Did she walk past a mannequin whenever yeah. she first went down there? Yes. You guys didn't laugh at that. I don't care. I don't even care. Okay. I said she shouldn't make going down in basements a habit. Uh, it took me a second. It's I'm not, not funny now. You're smart. I mean, it was barely funny the first time. I literally didn't <laughs> even hear it the first time. The joke was a little above me for a second, and then I had to remember what the habit means. Okay. So getting back to the movie, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So Let's just start growing our own coffee beans. I don't <laughs> understand. What was the thing with the chairs in the basement? It was a pile of miscellaneous junk that moved just to so the that side. Just so they could go... Poof. Yeah. And then she sees... Uh, I. The first time we see it, the first time that she sees it and we see Finna. it while she's seeing it. No, the, the shadowed figure on the other side of the pile of junk. And mm. they're like... Whoa! And we don't even see what happens to them. The first time I saw that, the I didn't realize breaks. it was Ed. I realized it was Ed. You're not supposed to. It's supposed to be a surprise later on. She sees surprise! him. Surprise! She has her vision later on uh, when she's sitting in her house. And whatever. I don't want to skip ahead. So I mean, I knew it was Ed because of his hair. <laughs> his pompadour. Okay. Does she see the nun for the first time there? Like she yes. is she oh, she's heavens, doing yes. the, the turn around. The nun thing? comes out of the mirror, I think, and like chokes her and <laughs> Anyway, uh <laughs> the the nun blows nice. the chairs away and Lorraine sees a darkly shape. She sees Ed that gets impaled in the a, shadows. Impaled by a big spike. It looked like he got shot by a giant ballista. <laughs> Which is really terrible luck, but also thanks Ed for saving the rest of the group. Yeah, it, it has no comparison to what actually may have happened later on. It's but it's like the weird. world's largest ballista just shot him through. Just a really bad splinter. Um, I hope again. If I die like that, my last words can be: I think I got a splinter. <laughs> <laughs> Just something just, funny. Just so even though I'm dying, people go. It's <laughs> like in in Frozen, where Olaf's walking through the forest and he isn't paying attention. And he walks into an icicle that's like sticking 
out weird. And he just goes, look at that. I've been impaled. And like, (laughs) (laughs) we rewinded that probably 30 times and watched it. (laughs) Also, something else I was going to say in the beginning, we were talking about, this is our second movie done by James Wan. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is our second movie in the Conjuring universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, La, La, La Llorona. Yeah. Yeah. Lollapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> Lollipops. <laughs> Lollipops and razor blades. The Lollipop Guild. <laughs> Why do they insist on keeping these things in their house? I guess we can get to that at the end. Uh, yeah. they're... All right, so, <clears throat> so it cuts good. to their house. Well, she starts freaking out because she sees Ed die, supposedly. Mm. And um, she doesn't want to take... Allegedly. And she doesn't want to tell him. Like, she's just all like... <laughs> Oh, you'll just have to trust me. <laughs> Which you would trust your wife, I guess. Yeah, but, but why not just fucking tell him? <laughs> like that's the, later they establish that part of the reason that they're together is because they believe each other about this shit. Why not just fucking tell him? Because people can't be honest in scary movies. <sighs> I don't know. Ghosts can't be straightforward, and people can't be honest. Also, nobody woke up. During the Amityville murders, he was shooting them with a rifle. Yeah, and nobody bothered to move or. Maybe the ghost that was possessing him, or demon that was possessing him, was also possessing them just enough to keep them asleep or something. <sighs> Whatever. Maybe oh. he put some of that green stuff that they use in Sinister in their <laughs> nighttime tea. Antifreeze. Yes. The director of photography in this movie, certain points, did a really great job, and then at other points in the movie, I was like. Mm. You could kind of knock it off a little bit. Like, you're being a little extra. Knock your shit off. But I purposely did not mention one actor. We'll get to them. We'll get Do there. they have a mustache? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like the character of Morris Gross. Yeah. Spelled like Maurice. Yeah, kind of. I wonder if that's just how they pronounce it in England. Morse. Morris. Morris. Um, at any rate, I think then after all that, it cuts to England. Yeah. Uh, and Camilla and Janet smoking on the steps mm, of yes. the school. And the headmistress comes out. Yeah. And goes, Janet, are you smoking? And steals the cigarette and then starts smoking it herself. <laughs> People are hypocrites, especially parents, especially authority figures, especially in school. Says the one that didn't go to school. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Look, guys, I know a lot about TV school. So, given all their problems as a single parent, four-child family, I do think they have a very nice familial bond going on. Yeah. Like, the the siblings look out for each other, and the mom, even though she's kind of snappish sometimes, you know, she... Which, I mean, them all. I would be too. Yes. She's having a hard time. So if a nuclear family... <laughs> if you get is... on the podcast and say, I've never snapped at my children, we'll call you Karen. We'll also call you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Karen. Uh... But if a nuclear family is one boy, one girl, and two parents, then is she like an irradiated family? What's going on there? Is there a term for it? Uh, single Broken. parent home. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's kind of the term. I mean, I guess it's just in general. Because well, I mean, that's... the dad walked out on them and had twins with the lady down the street. Ooh. 
I mean, that's kind of a norm in society today. <sighs> Shots fired. So while they're on the steps, Camilla gives Janet a... Oh, my God. Uh, a <laughs> Three minutes in the movie. <laughs> a Ouija board. A Ouija board. There's a video <laughs> of a guy... Ouija board sounds like, like a fun thing. Pronouncing Ouija all the ways that people have typed it into yes, like, phonetically. Google searches. <laughs> Quidja comes Quidja. up a lot. I picture W-I-J-I probably being the most popular spelling. Yeah. Um, One of, some person put Waluigi board. <laughs> It's probably autocorrected. <laughs> but Camilla gives the Ouija board to Janet. Janet takes it home. She has it out with her mom over the cigarette that she wasn't smoking. While her mom's smoking a cigarette. While her mom's in her smoking face. a cigarette. Um, and Billy. Billy? Is that the littlest brother's name? He was, like, asking for biscuits. He wanted cookies. Which are cookies, yes. He was asking for biscuits, and the mom was like, we don't have any money for biscuits. And then, I don't know why she sounds like that, but... (laughs) It's not too far off. Poor little Billy, too, has a stutter. Yeah. Mm. A stammer, I guess. That's a stutter. But it sounds so cute. (laughs) They they tell him not to worry about the boys at school, and he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's so sweet. And they all have knit hats and lovely accents god i love british accents i want to fall asleep in a bed made of british accents that'd be so cool hmm is that possible that's like one step away it's 2021 we have to be able to do that can you synthesize it with your resin printers i don't know i don't know how oh man i could print sound waves of people's accents and you could sleep on those let's try that let's see where that goes all right you could print Life-size replicas of... No, 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 no. Stop now. (laughs) (laughs) I can and I won't. (laughs) Anymore. Uh, Yeah, so the mother doesn't have any biscuits, and that's that's where we left off. She snaps Um, at Billy, and it's sad. But she's just having a hard time, and he just wants biscuits. She hasn't been paid child maintenance in three months. Yeah, child (laughs) maintenance. Billy goes upstairs, and he's... Playing with his toys. I wasn't he's playing with this shit. No biscuits. Be boop child <laughs> <Shit>. over. <laughs> but he goes up and he's playing with his toys in his little tent. And the girls are talking in their room. And you made a face like you were listening for hmm. children. Um, <laughs> and- Sounds creepy. But- <laughs> <laughs> he's just over there listening for children again. Um, but... The girls are talking in their room, and Janet gets the Ouija board out, and she's playing with it on her bed with her back to mm. Margaret. And Margaret comes over, crumbs over, <laughs> comes over, crumbles, <laughs> comes over, and sits down with her, and they start doing the Ouija board stuff and trying to talk to ghosts. And doing the Ouija, <laughs> not like the time warp. <laughs> and <laughs> nothing happens. So they shove it under the bed. That's important later. And <laughs> then, then they go to bed. I can tell you I've heard weird stories about that. Now, I have no way to verify them, but I have heard Ouija boards have affected people. Even when they knew they weren't there. Yeah. I, I, I heard of a, a friend of mine had a someone stay at, um, I don't know, some, like their cabin or something. And someone left a Ouija board under the bed after they were using it. And the person had, like, terrible dreams for, like, two nights. And they finally found it and burned it. Wow. <laughs> and they felt better afterwards. Chills. Yeah, look, it's... Look, look, look. I don't know where I stand on all that stuff, but... Yeah, ditto. I also don't know where I stand on nuclear weapons. 
I can tell you I'm not going to be putting a nuclear weapon together because I don't know enough about it. So I you're think not that messing there are, with a Ouija board. Exactly. There are nuclear <laughs> weapons that are large enough that you could stand on them. Yes. Just as a side note. Thank you. I like pie. <laughs> Point is, I don't use Ouija boards. <laughs> yes. So then they flash back to the Warrens. Uh, they flash over. It's not a back. It's an over. Right. Because nothing really happened the first night, right? No, they just played with the Ouija board. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. She has a dream, I thought. Oh, that might be the first night that she sleepwalked. Yeah, we talked about sleepwalking before and told you guys about my one and only terrible experience. Um, never again. But mm-hmm. never again, as if you can control mm-hmm. sleepwalking. Never again. <laughs> he ties himself to the bed with a jump rope every night. But mm-hmm. You can, you just do what I do. Don't fucking sleep. <laughs> she ends up downstairs and then, like, makes her way back. Oh, and there's banging on the door. That Margaret hears, and then yeah, she goes and opens banging. the door, and whenever she goes and opens it, um, Janet is just walking back up the stairs from being on the floor, like, kind of in front of the chair in the moldy corner of their living room. Moldy, moldy corner? It is a little, yeah. It's not the best house. No. It is a house. That is the, the mildewiest corner of the whole house. But well, you know, his house took place in England. I was kind of thinking that the house is very similar. But my condition. breath hadn't been taken away by English accents in that movie. I guess because there wasn't a ton of English people in it. Not for very long, at least. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so then we go over to the Warrens, and she's at some point. Her Bible. The, yes. The ghost man says, "This is my house." Not yet. Oh. So. Because I was going to say, no, no, it's his house. No. <laughs> the next night, I think poor little Billy gets it, but. But. The Warrens, yeah. <clears throat> okay. they, we go back over to the Warrens, and the Warrens are. Uh, Lorraine is sitting on, like, the love seat in their house, reading her Bible. And... You guys, I don't think so. No. Um. Because the next note I have is about the fire truck. That's not the same night. No, but I don't think we're back to the Warrens yet. They, boun- they bounced back and forth a couple of times. Are, are you like, going to mention the one where she gets attacked by the painting? Oh, actually, you know what? No, it wasn't when she got attacked by the painting. It was whenever he was painting the painting. Okay, yeah. That oh. is where we are at. So she, he's over there painting, and she's in the kitchen, and she walks out and starts talking to him and like creeps around to look at his painting. And he's like, it's just a thing that I can't get out of my head. And <laughs> I thought if I painted this horrible visage, it might make me feel better so that others could share in my terror. Did you look at the rest of his paintings? They were. He the, doesn't paint any nice things. The one house was of the Conjuring house, like the house from the Conjuring. You think and they're I think so the Christian? Was, he would have like paintings of angels, and or at least the fucking sun or some clouds. Get some Bob Ross up in there. <laughs> just a happy, just a happy there. little demon over here. <laughs> I love Bob Ross. Um, and so she like takes a look at the painting, and she's all like, "Oh my god, it's that thing that I saw," and. Whenever <laughs> so, when it's a female character, that's the voice you go with. <laughs> also, just real quick, there's a model painting company, and one of their paints is called Happy Accident. Aww. Is, is it, it like cute? a poop color? <laughs> it's a Bob Ross reference. Well, yes, but like it's a color. What color is I hope it? It's like a cream color. <laughs> 
Anyway, sorry. So, well, that would be... I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, nope. So, they... <laughs> it happens a lot when you go through puberty as a man. <laughs> or as a boy becoming a man, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's the point, I think, where she's like, we have to stop. We have to stop. Or was that after the next thing? Uh, no, she says after the Amityville thing that she wants she doesn't want to take any new cases. She says they can continue doing the lectures, but no yeah. investigations or whatever. <clears throat> and he's like, why? And that's the you have to trust me yeah. thing. Um, do you trust me? Well, of course I do. Which is weird, because in the first movie, I'm pretty sure roles are reversed. I get, I haven't seen the first movie in a while, but I'm pretty sure... In the first movie, he's trying to tell her that she can't overextend herself. Do her, her like one-on-one ghost battle on their ethereal plane type stuff because it's taking too much out of her and she says no, like we have to help this family. So it's weird they just kind of reverse their roles and he seems kind of a little pushy about it. I think cuz they're like both more concerned about each other's safety than they are about their own. So in the first one, he's worried about her injuring herself or whatever. And she's all like, whatever, we have to help them. And in this one, she's like, you're going to die. And he's like, whatever happens, happens. We have to help these people. (laughs) And so it's just, they have no concern for their own safety, just for each other's. Mm -hmm. Which is a little selfish. Mm, No, it's the opposite of selfish. no. It's selfish. They don't want to live without the other person. So You got like, that from Supernatural. And real life, maybe. <laughs> There's In Supernatural, when they're going around trying to stop hellhounds from killing people, it's because their contracts were up. Yeah. And the one guy made a contract to save his wife's life from cancer. Mm-hmm. And Dean was like, you selfish son of a bitch. You didn't do it because you wanted to save her. You couldn't stand the thought of living without her. And the um, guy's like, I'm so sorry. Save me from these demons. I mean, maybe there was something in my subconscious that was telling me about Supernatural. But again, my memory is like Swiss cheese and I forgot all about that episode. <laughs> but I mean, you're yeah, you're right. <laughs> I want to buy or make a submarine and name it Conscious. To the subconscious. Now. Nope. I'm leaving. <laughs> That's it for tonight. <laughs> Just ruined everything. <laughs> That's what I did. So, something about something happened and we were talking about it. We go back to England on the second day. I wish. And... I'd love to go to England, I know. What happens on the second day? This, the, the very first time a British person talks to me, I'm going to be like... Don't do that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) I'm a tourist. I'm going to wear sandals with white socks. And a Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) And And like a dingy, rainy, not dingy, dreary is the word I was looking for. Wearing a big shirt that says I love and then there's a picture of Big Ben on it. (laughs) Somebody in England listening to this podcast just slammed their headphones down on the ground and said, we're not dingy, damn it. Now they're never going to listen again to hear me fix my mistake. Oh, I hope, I hope desperately that sometime in the future we have enough of a following that we could do like a live show or something like that. And I hope that we get enough of a following in other countries that we can go to other countries like England. Looking at you, England. Australia has like... Ooh, Australia. Oh, Australia would be great too. We're actually pretty big highest. in Japan. I would be, I would be totally cool if you in Japan. Just saying. I need an I Australian all person. all of those downloads are from my cousin, Chris. <laughs> I don't care. Is he Australian? <laughs> no. Oh. He's 
in Japan, his wife is Japanese. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the way that algorithms work is that our podcast company is going to be like, oh, look at those downloads coming from Japan. We better push it in Japan more. <laughs> if, um, well, I would like an Australian person to speak and then I'll take that accent and spread it on my toast in the morning and eat that for breakfast. Mm. That would be wonderful. And then if we have any British listeners or Australian listeners, could you please just email us a couple sound bites of you saying whatever. Car keys. And uh, with your permission, we'll play them on the podcast. Garage. You have to have decent equipment, though. Like, you can't have, like, fire sirens going in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless your fire sirens are really different than ours. Because I kind of want to hear it now. Say they sound creepy like the ones from Silent Hill. <laughs> or the broken one from Siren Head. Yeah. All right. There's um, my interpretation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope that you people know by now what you're getting into and you listen to this rambling goddamn (laughs) podcast. I feel like it gets worse every time. Every time we tell ourselves we're going to be better and then we don't. Uh, The podcast is getting worse next time. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be worse. That's how we fix it. The rambling has increased, but the quality of the rambling has also increased. (laughs) I don't know about that. But my is this the night with the fire truck now in? uh, I think it is England. Because I wrote, I'm pretty sure they call them Lori Del Fuegos, which is not true. I made that up. <laughs> you look... I wish you could have seen my face. <laughs> I think that's why you caved on it so fast. <laughs> um, but I know they call trucks lorries in England. They do. And then Del Fuego, I think, is Spanish for of fire, I think. <laughs> I do know Fuego is fire. That's, that's, I know that much. Oh, no. But, we're such <laughs> Americans, and we, we like are. don't really speak anything but English. And but we're willing to apologize and learn sometimes. Depends I am on... fascinated by other cultures. <laughs> yes, and disturbed and intrigued by my own culture. I must say, oh, it God. depends on the day. <laughs> it depends on the day. Horrified. <laughs> it's something nice, and you're like, oh. That's great. I like hearing about that. And then you scroll down just a little bit more and you go, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet. <laughs> so she makes the little boy biscuits, Billy. And he says, biscuits. And he's super Cookies. excited. And she lets them take, Crustula, she lets him take them upstairs to bed. And she says, don't eat all of them. You're going to get a dry mouth and you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and need to get a drink. And he says, I won't. And then cuts to him going... <laughs> <laughs> and waking it, up. it pans across the empty plate of cookies yes. with like a crumb left <laughs> yes and then he proceeds to get up and go downstairs and just real quick for those of you who haven't watched shows like uh haunting on hill house and bly manor maybe you're not quite as trained to look for ghosties in the background but there is definitely a ghostie sitting in that chair as he's walking back up from getting a drink in the there is. it is n- i do really appreciate the fact that it's subtle. They don't grab the camera and show us. It's not even fully in frame. It's only in about 30% of the frame off to the right side. And I really appreciate that. They just pan past it. Billy doesn't even notice it. If you don't see mm-hmm. it, you don't see it. And he walks upstairs. Yep. And then he keeps on going yeah. upstairs. And, then he, and he also kicks. saw the swing going back and forth outside. Like there was like a uh, mist did. outside. At the and... same time, Janet's having a conversation with something. Oh. And it's like. Oh, that's right. It's like, I'm playing a game with Billy. She's like, leave Billy alone. Governor. No, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bill Wilkins. Oh, and and poor Margaret's just like, what the fuck you doing? God. Janet, come down off that cloud. <laughs> Janet, stop doing drugs before bed. Uh, yeah, and uh, when uh, Billy's coming back upstairs, uh, he kicks the Lori Del Fuego. And it, it goes back to Margaret and Janet, and Margaret has like flipped over onto her left hand side and she's laying in her bed and Vic points at the screen and goes oh, it's right there you can I see his so badly for it to be there watching them and then she turns the light on and it's a poster it was <laughs> I was so sad and I, got... I could not identify who was in those posters uh, they were handsome 70s McBritish. posters for sure the carpenters maybe oh. aren't all handsome men British aren't all British men handsome I meant no uh, well, that's true, I suppose. I think it's... <laughs> I mean... Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm. but I'm going to say no. <laughs> they are not all handsome. <laughs> okay. You're right. <laughs> Although, if I could just listen to them talk all the time and didn't have to see them, I would agree with you. <laughs> I mean, if you hear a British accent, you're like, oh, that person's hot. And then, and then maybe you find out later, later on they're not, but... <laughs> Uh, so all of that's going on in Margaret and, um, Janet, Janet's room, Samantha's Samantha. room. <laughs> I beat it first. I got it. It was my joke. You did. I finally didn't copy off of somebody. <laughs> what was the thing you did in last episode or in Sinister? What did I say? You said rewind something and then I just did it too. Oh, I said about Which the, I cut out the so film. We could hear it. It's no. funnier when you leave it in. <laughs> no. I said about pausing the film and having it catch on fire and explaining why that might happen. And you pretended to snore. And then two seconds later, you explained why that might happen when you pause the film. It's only interesting if I get to be the smartest person in the room. And it wasn't ironic. I told you, I'm like Bender. <laughs> oh, that's a funny joke, but it's funnier because I told it. <laughs> so the the mom's name was Peggy. Mm-hmm. And Peggy, for some fucking reason, is short for Margaret. Okay. I don't know why. It's a thing. Nick, our friend's name, mom's name is Peg. I our mom's thought her name friends- was Margaret. Margarine. Mrs. Margarine. Mary Margarine. I've never heard anybody call her Margaret. I'm not saying that it always is. It's like Libby can be short for Elizabeth, but it can also be a name on its own. But like. (sighs) Dick can be short for Richard. That's the one. (laughs) Because the the neighbor's name was also Peg. And then the daughter's name was Margaret. And I'm like, are these bitches all Peggy? What is happening on? Happening on? (laughs) That did hit me first, too, with the the washing machine scene. Wait, I heard she's Peggy. Yeah, she's, she's like, Peggy. Oh, come on, Peggy. And then she said Pegs. it back to her. Vic was like, is she talking about herself in the third person? <laughs> I just don't know what to do, Pegs. If that's how y'all talk in Britain, I'm coming over. Because y'all. I like talking like that a lot. Does anybody in Britain say y'all? If you don't, please adopt it. So that I can go over there and talk about myself. Oh my god, where are we? They had or- Janet and Margaret's room. Oh, she's having that creepy conversation. Yes. Who are you talking to? And uh, Billy hits the... She's talking... Well, she's talking over Margaret. And, like, talking into the corner. 
And Margaret's like looking back and forth from Janet to the dark corner, to Janet to the dark corner. She doesn't see anything. It's really creepy. Billy <laughs> kicks the Lori del Fuego and. <laughs> what? I actually like it. It rolls off the tongue. It does. Lori Del Fuego. If they don't call them that, they should. Um, the fire truck. Which is made of metal. I don't know if you noticed or not. A lot of old toys are made of metal. Yeah, yeah no, Plastic I was just pointing was not it out. It was, it's then. really cool. Like, it's made out of metal. So he probably broke his foot he on it. Did. And he rolls <laughs> it back into his tent. Bar. And then it rolls back out of the tent. And then. Yeah. He rolls it back in and then goes to lay down. And then it winds up and runs over to the edge of his room. And then something yells at him from in the tent. He goes to put it back in. Like, he go, he walks right up. Which, the kids in this movie are way fucking braver than I ever was as a kid. And I am now. And he walks that thing right back up to his tent. Rolls it in. And it goes into, like, a void of nothingness. It goes into pure blackness and disappears. And then comes back out. As and you he, see the tent shaking. And he looks in <laughs> as though he's going to see something and hears, my house. And that's when he freaks out and skimpers backwards. And that's when I wrote, pop, pop, pop. It's his house. Pop, pop. Pop, 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 Because I thought that'd be funny. I think if the <laughs> Night Witch and the Nun got in a fight, I think the Night Witch would win. I should think so. I think he's a bit more powerful, if I do say so myself, which I do. You durst. I don't know, because the Night Witch can be physically injured, whereas... <laughs> All you gotta do with the nun is say her name. <laughs> and she well, goes, wah, wah, no. But if she's not an idiot and doesn't give you her name, which Apparently she, she, is. she is. It's one of the rules of demons. They have to tell you stuff like that. But they have to be a dick and be like, I'll never figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them write it down in a book. They'll never look at it again, even though they bring it with them everywhere. We'll get into it. We already did <laughs> So, so I think this is the night. Oh yeah, the policemen come because, um, yeah, Billy gets scared out of his mind. He says, "Mom, there's someone in my tent." And oh, I also wrote down. I forget where I wrote it. Maybe it's later. But I love that the ghost doesn't hide. Like, <sighs> like people are like, "What are you talking about?" And the ghost is like, "They're talking about me." <laughs> and it's like, "Holy Amazing. shit! I'm right fucking here." <laughs> That's one of the reasons why when I first saw this movie, I instantly knew I liked it more than the first one. Yes. Which I do like the first one. But just the fact that this is not a, it's not a slow burn. It's not a, the mom telling the kids they're crazy, at least not for very long. Because <laughs> she goes in and looks under their bed and says, there's nobody here. Because the girls are screaming, saying there's someone in the room. There's someone in the room. Isn't that the night their bed shook too? Yeah. yeah. So she goes under and says, uh... Or she looks under their beds because she's looking for someone and then says... Uh, sees the Ouija board. Yeah, she pulls up the Ouija board. And like, you've been playing with this thing and rips it in half. And she I don't want to hear it. She starts yelling at them and the dresser goes flying across the room and slams into the door. And she just stops and doesn't know what to do. And then the next scene oh, is blimey. all of them running out of the house. <laughs> Halloween style. <laughs> yeah, they run to their neighbor, Peg and Vic. I love Vic. He's just like the friendly... He's a jolly nice guy. Neighbor, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. Fix-It, if you yeah. know. Yeah. He's there to help. You know, they they don't come over. You know, they say, there's there's something in the house. Ghost demons. And he doesn't, like, try to talk them down. He's like, well, I'll go have a look. You know. Yeah. And I'll call the cops while I'm at it. Yeah. Yes. Which is good on him. Yeah. 
and so the he, cops, throughout the whole movie he's like that <laughs> like they, he can now visibly see demon shit going on he's like well I better get in there see what I can do <laughs> I have to help I feel like he would have reacted the same way if they would have run running over him and like we need a cup of sugar alright there's demons in our house alright <laughs> let me have a look see what we have yeah him and his wife are really the best neighbors you can have <laughs> yeah. yeah seriously and so the cops come over and they're like, what are the cops doing here? And I thought maybe one of the neighbors had been mm. like, there's a domestic disturbance or something. And Vic's like, oh, I called him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like the reasonable thing to do. I would have. Probably somebody playing a prank on you, I think. <laughs> but then the cops are looking around. Yeah. And they do the <laughs> the his house thing. And they're like, ah, that must be mice. Because <laughs> yeah. it's coming from inside the walls. Must be mice. Yeah. Or, just- do you mean the sinister thing? Well, that too, but his house, they also pretended to blame it on mice. Yeah. Big rats. Well, yeah. There are rats yeah. in the walls. Yeah, she says, know. she starts to hear, like, uh, something scratching inside the walls, and she says, bring me a chair from the kitchen, and they do, and she gets up and puts her ear against the wall and is listening to it and says, it sounds like it's coming from inside the walls, and then takes a step down, and the chair very neatly just rolls out from where they are, <laughs> goes back into the kitchen. It, I believe that they did that practically with yes. um string because it doesn't line up precisely with the table mm-hmm. whenever it goes back over it is kind of off to the side and they were probably like why would you computer animate that well yeah. i mean some movies do well that's stupid. i actually found out recently that we have come to the the zenith i think is the right word it's probably not but i'm going to use it anyway where practical effects can now sometimes be more expensive than animated ones okay um, so not always. I think an effect like that is almost always going to be cheaper and look better to do practical. But yeah, I just I a time at which something is most powerful or successful is what is it? Uh, I was close, pretty close. The cops are like, oh, oh, can't help you, bye. And <laughs> they're honest. <laughs> they are. They're like, mm, this is out of our wheelhouse. Sorry, can't do anything we about are it. Not equipped Call for this. this. Will the lady cop says that you know. But she's like, there's there's nothing we can do about that. Like, we'll file an incident report. And but we'll stand behind it. I will give you the number of a bishop or somebody at the mm. church to yeah. call. I just, and- I appreciate that they say, it, it, this is out of our depth. We're clearly not yeah. equipped for this. We'll file a report and we'll stand behind it. And I, I appreciate that. I think that's great. Yeah. Because they're admitting that they're potentially putting their careers on the line. They'll stand by what they saw. And a priest doesn't end up coming over. Instead, a reporter approaches her in the street. The next day. The yeah. next day. And yeah. she's like, How and He makes a very good point, though. Find out about this. And he was like, Oh, well, the police report is generating a lot of chatter or something like that. How did he get the police report? Well, I'm guessing that what happened was they went back, talked about it at the police station, and then other people were like, Hey, like, my friend works down at the police station, and they said that this thing happened, mm. and it just was kind of a rumor mill from there. But um, that was the best thing that happened for them. Yeah. I think the reporter coming along because she's like, no, I, I don't want all of our business aired out on the telly. Thank you. Uh, and he, like a polite gentleman stands at the sidewalk instead of coming into her yard with mm-hmm. her. <laughs> mm. Cause everybody in England's a gentleman. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> they it, sound like it. They gentlemen <laughs> until proven otherwise. <laughs> And he says, getting your side of the story out may be your best chance to get help. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. I'm not super fond of reporters either, but if I was facing something like this with no help, I may not have a choice. That might be a compelling statement. Mm -hmm. 
all of their stuff gets put out there um, on the news and they, like, <laughs> show the different interviews and stuff with the police officers and with um, the the people that live there and that kind of a thing. And then that's when they get introduced to Morris and his team um, and the parapsychologist... Um, whatever Why do you her guys name keep is? calling her that? I'm pretty sure that's, that's what, what they she called identified her. Parapsychologist? I thought she was just a psychologist. But she seems She to, works for the housing department. She seems Maybe as a psychologist. I don't too know. Too skeptical to be a, a parapsychologist. Unless she's... Uh, that's part of her character. But just the way that she acted, she seemed like she was out to disprove all of this stuff. Not the other way around. She she works for the housing administration. How do you, how do you spell that? Or whatever. <laughs> Parapsychologist Anita Gregory. Yes, she is a parapsychologist, Anita Gregory. Let's pretend we know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morris Gross, which I guess is leading the paranormal investigation into this. Mm-hmm. And his assistant, whose name I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, me either. Yeah. He has nice hair. He does. The, parapsychology is the study of mental phenomena which are excluded from or inexplicably by orthodox scientific psychology. Okay. That's more or less what I was expecting. Alleged psychic phenomena. But she Allegedly. Seems... <laughs> Alleged. I've said this twice. She works for the housing administration or whatever. I don't think she does. She does because she makes a comment later in the movie that they're just trying to do this to get better housing from the administration. The council. The council. He is just making an assumption because... Like... No, she's not making an assumption. She says the paperwork's already... She's already filed the paperwork. She knows that. Not to prove... Max's point, and not to disprove yours, I'm just saying she does say that. I think she's saying it from, like, an outside perspective. Oh. I think she, for some reason, knows that it's been filed, and she, so she's using that as evidence that they're making this up. Awesome scene where they they talk to her. She's sort of cracking her neck a little bit, and that's the the sign that she's suddenly becoming possessified. And uh, then she starts talking like an elderly British man. Named Bill Wilkins. Bill Wilkins. 72 years old. I feel the need to talk like this, even though it's somewhat annoying. I died of a hemorrhage in the corner. (laughs) An hemorrhage. An hemorrhage. An hemorrhage. A brain hemorrhage. (laughs) Was it a hemorrhage? I've actually managed to perfect a British accent because I watched Legend and The Bank Job. Mm-hmm. I can only do a British accent for so long and then it becomes Australian. <laughs> I can only do an Australian accent before it becomes something else. <laughs> Aborigine or something, I don't know. But yeah, I just I her voice changes and it's not it's not in that moment, but later on her physicality changes too. And it's really engaging and fun and the voice is in the wow, water interview, great. I thought she transformed into yeah. Bill Wilkins. It's really out of focus on purpose, but the whole, like, her shoulders. <laughs> I wanted to say money on effects. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <clears throat> but yeah, it just, she gets that creepy voice and he has that, like, weird, breathy laugh. And, oh, I think it was really good. right before all of that that they had the scene with Lorraine and their daughter. Uh, and she scratches. I keep wanting to say Lorena Bobbitt, but I don't know who that is. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt. I'm uh, sure I heard it in Mystery Science Theater. But yeah, I, th- I, I was going to bring that up. I thought it was somewhere around here yeah. that the painting thing happened. So they we go should back, talk about that. They go back to wherever the 
Warrens. The Warrens. The Warrens. And I know their luggage came out of JFK Airport, wherever that is. Um. She. <laughs> Thanks. All right, moving on. She's sitting on the couch, and her daughter's <laughs> beating things. Be- beating. <laughs> she finds little animals yeah. in the yard and brings them in and starts hitting them with bats. Well, her mom reads her Bible behind her. <laughs> She's putting. And the Lord gave man dominion over the earth and all living things therein. <laughs> no, she is making jewelry. She's making some sort of jewelry out of beads. No, no, honey, use the large hammer. And <laughs> suddenly turns into the Adams family. <laughs> but and. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear the sound of the the beads clickety-clacking onto the floor slash coffee table. And that gets Lorraine's attention. And she notices that her daughter is gone. I'm pretty sure her daughter sees the nun walking through the glass panels behind her. Well, she walks out of the hallway and her mom, her, the, she was like, what are you doing, sweetie? And she's like, mommy, who's that? <laughs> who's that? And it's the freaking <laughs> nun. <laughs> That's not what I would ask if I were a little kid. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. If ever there was an instance where you could get away with swearing as a child, I feel like that would be it. Oh fuck! What is it, sweetie? Oh fuck! Yeah. So she <clears throat> follows the, nun the slow walking nun again down the hallway into Ed's painting room. I guess and his office. He studio hung that painting up why would you paint that (laughs) okay i me personally as a human would hang that up in my house because i am creepy as fuck i am a cryptid i would have a problem with it (laughs) if you painted it after telling me that you had a terrible dream that woke you up and prevented you from sleeping further and that you felt that you needed to paint it to just to get it out into the world and see if it would help you process it a little bit Art therapy is legitimate. I'm not saying it's not. If you burn it afterwards. Yeah, but if it looks like (laughs) that, then there's something I'm a little worried. If I painted half the shit I've seen in my dreams, it would be like (laughs) Pikmin's model. Oh. But I I would hang that in my house. The Warrens are not me. They are not my kind of people. They're uber Christian. They should kind of know that that means something. And he's all like... That's bad, but... No, not not always. Here is this representation of this horrible... If a nun's walking down a hallway, I believe it becomes a nunway. <laughs> a nunnery. A nunnerway? <laughs> ah, we got a jam this morning on the nunway. <laughs> <laughs> Just tons of black and white clothes stuck in the... <laughs> like on some sort of weird treadmill type device. <laughs> Uh, like those uh, uh, electric sidewalks that they have in the airports that yeah. make you feel like you're going faster than you are. I want those all over the house. Oh, man. It makes you feel like you're... <laughs> it's the I closest. purposely take up the whole width of it so people can't walk past me. <laughs> people shouldn't be walking. <laughs> it is fun walking on them. It it's is. like walking on an escalator. Like You feel like it's from Thriller or something. You're walking, but you're moving faster. Than... Yeah. 
Fun fact, that's actually a practical effect that they use in movies. When they want to make someone look like they're running really fast chasing after the car, they'll have a piece of something not like carpet, and don't do this at home, but they'll have something <laughs> that they drag behind the car that the person runs on to make them look like they're running faster because they're running at the same speed as the car, which is way faster than a human can run. It's super dangerous, and they're not allowed to do it a lot anymore because of how dangerous it is. Of how dangerous the tiles. But it's super cool looking. It's a really cool looking effect. When it's done right. When it's not done right, it looks exactly like somebody walking down one of those electric uh, sidewalks at the airport. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> she's in the room with the nun. and The room where the nun happened. Yeah. It becomes a nun room. And she's like creeping around the room and like, what's going on? Where'd the nun go? Oh my goodness, I don't know where it is. Oh my God, there's a painting over there. I'm going to just take a look at it real quick. I'm going to turn this light on. And the face changes on the painting. Yeah. yeah. They really drag out that creep. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And they... <laughs> I don't know what she thought was going to happen whenever she got over to the picture, uh, the painting. What did she think was going to happen? It was Nothing creepy good. to me. It was uh, super it was, creepy, but it was just the shadow very extra. Yeah. is walking along the outside of the room. And then when it gets behind the nun painting, it's like in perfect <laughs> profile yeah. with the, the painting. Yeah. And then you just see, yeah, little nun demon fingers creeping out from the side <laughs> of the painting and grab it. Nun demon fingers, new band name I call it. <laughs> nun demon fingers. <laughs> Uh, but it is. I, I'm not saying it's not creepy. It's it is. It's just really dramatic it's on very her part. Ring esque. Like the I think that whole time hands. I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I and can't breathe. My chest hurts. It was gas. My arms getting numb. Yeah, and then I farted, and I was okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it like flies at her. Mm across the room with holding the painting in front of it and it was that was actually kind of um Creepy. dead silence esque oh. with the clown and the bleh, bleh, oh. tongue coming yeah, through the mouth a bit. her face is all rawr and she runs out yeah. of if i had been in that office the whole time the shadow was moving i would have been screaming at it fuck you yeah. fuck you yeah. <laughs> i think i probably would have tried to go over and put a chair in front of it or something <laughs> i would have tried to it. stop it and realize it was a shadow <laughs> I probably would have just been standing there sounding like Tina from Bob's Burgers going, We have a ghost. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Tina, why do you keep making that noise? <laughs> yeah, that freaking groaning she does. <laughs> we got to take that son of a bitch down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vic's in the background going, don't have a crap attack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Stop being a boob punch. (laughs) So it it knocks her backwards. I do, too. Can ask the mermaids where their merginas are. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So she gets up after getting knocked down, and she's back in that basement again, the Amityville house. So she knocked her right back into that basement, apparently. She thwomped her back. And she looks up, and there's that pile of chairs again that gets moved away. And this time she sees that it's Ed that gets uh, toothpicked, I'm going to say. And he's all like, whoa. And then she wakes up, and she's been aggressively taking notes in her Bible. With a pen stabbing it. Yeah. And her daughter's going, if that's how you define taking notes. 
I I go through so many Bibles taking notes. I have to. <laughs> I I try to buy the bigger ones so I can stab I a lot of stock. notes into them. <laughs> I bought stock in Bibles because it takes so many notes. You can only take like four or five notes per Bible because you're writing one letter on each page. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes one one letter takes up five or six pages because you cut through it. So it's highly inefficient, it's but it's really... the only way to take good notes. So <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to take holy notes. <laughs> Don't don't rip up Bibles. <laughs> That's not nice. It's probably some kind of blasphemy or something. It's not blasphemy, I don't think. It's oh. it's improper, that's for sure. If you're Christian. Yes. <laughs> Blasphemer. Yeah, I suppose an atheist wouldn't have much issue with it. And the fuck is this shit? Although I think any intellectual person would have an issue stabbing holes into any book. <laughs> so, that's the thing. When she's in the basement, I forgot to mention, she's... Yes, when she's getting up (laughs) off the floor after getting knocked down, the nun is like creepily hiding behind a shelf going like, and she looks right at it and screams, who are you? And that was my best uh, Vera Farmiga impression. Mm. Um, And Vera Farmiga. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. (laughs) Uh I think it's Vera Farmiga. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm Tina. That's what I said. Wait, no, I'm Dina. Tina's on break. Did I not say Farmiga? You That's did. What you said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Whatever. I think it's one open. of you had to be right. I think it's <laughs> one of us has to be right, and the other one has to be pissed. <laughs> well, we know that one's me. So. That's why I'm angry all the time. I'm just wrong all the time. <laughs> Stop saying wrong things. It's is that second... Kurt Russell? No. Damn it. <laughs> Mel Gibson is Australian. Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I hurt for what? Mm. Well, it's been a good time. I don't know if you are enjoying this as much as we are, listeners, but we're having a great <laughs> fucking time. Cut most of this, and then they're going to be like... What are they talking about? <laughs> so she walks downstairs. I hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. Speaking of enjoying things, just really quick, I have been networking with another podcaster. Oh boy, networking That's so formal. Dun, 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 dun. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I think so. And they told me to check out their podcast. They have one called Phantom Galaxy and one called Land of the Creeps. And I did take some time to listen to uh, an episode of uh, Land of the Creeps, and it was uh, it was a really enjoyable time, actually. And similar to our podcast in the sense that it's a group of friends just having a good time talking about something they enjoy. And I found that very appealing. And I, I don't know. That just seems familiar. I listened to one of the Phantom Galaxy casts about uh, the Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol. They really made me realize it is a prolific story mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by Charles Dickens. Um, I hadn't really thought of it in, in a, like a social setting besides the Scrooge part. But um, one of them had mentioned that it's it's just in any media is one of the best, uh, most interesting stories ever made. Mm. Not just on a movie or in a book or whatever. And I, I find myself agreeing with him very much. It oh. is... Uh, I mean that's why there's been so many adaptations of it. Like it's it's a great story. Yeah. So just even that was was very insightful for me. So yeah. Scrooge with Bill Murray. 
Ah, I don't know. It's right up there with Muppets for me. (laughs) Uh, The Muppet one's the best. Um... So thank you, uh, Phantom Galaxy, for that. I very much enjoyed listening to that. Yes. And I will definitely be checking out more episode of uh, uh, more episodes of more episode. more episode. I will check out more episode, please. We're I fresh will out check of episode. More episode. We're out of episode. By... It's just the one episode, actually. <laughs> so they far. only have one episode, and it's very long. <laughs> I'm kidding. They have a lot of episodes. So on our recommendation for whatever that's worth for you, to you, uh, um, go. Who's the host of that, Nathan? Fillion? We should mention his name, I think. <laughs> uh, Bill was the one that reached out to me. Bill. Yeah. Dave Roy and Bill Van Vagel. I'm sorry, Bill, if I pronounced your last name incorrectly. Oh, no, I believe it's correct that he was referred to as Bill Van Vagel. Oh, they have a bunch of different people reading different ones. Yes, they do have a lot of people involved with that, and I think that's great. Um, that's with the Phantom Galaxy. Yes. And Oh, we should see if we should if we can read some for them. No, we shouldn't. We'll be terrible at that. So, like, um, yeah, the ghost of Christmas, whatever, comes to talk to them. Anyway. And, like, but, so... And then he's all, like, jingle jangle, my chains, I formed them in life. <laughs> jingle jangle is the name of the illicit drug in the Riverdale TV show. Jingle jangle? <laughs> well, yeah, jingle jangle, I formed it in life. It's like Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but for kids. <laughs> Specifically okay. teenagers. Angsty teenagers. <laughs> wanted to point that out real quick jingle, jingle. yes i'm not even joking not very creative i am very fond of the name uh, van vagel now it's uh, i don't know it just rolls right off the tongue mm. van vagel like that's something you know if you had like a rich acquaintance and they take you out to their garage to show you their amazing like 30s cars if they said they had a van vagel parked in there i wouldn't question that at all <laughs> yeah this is my 1939 Van Vagel. <laughs> I don't know um, why I said that as though I were in 1939. And your pants were all the way up <laughs> under your nipples. And <laughs> uh, Greg Amortis is the Ooh. host of Land of the Creeps. Ooh, and then like um, there is Dr. Shock, Bill Van Vagel, Jesse Robbins. Oh, Dr. Shock. Why didn't I think of that name? <clears throat> uh, that sounds like the... Okay. Uh, the Sounds like the bad guy from uh, Dead, Dead by Daylight. Daylight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, their intro music is really good for Land of the Creeps, by the way. And they have a hotline number. Oh. <laughs> and I really want to know what it's for, but we'll call it after the show. <laughs> we'll call it and be like, I'm Victor. I'm Max. I'm Kitty. <laughs> we'll just play one of our podcasts. But yes, I, I I didn't read anything from Land of the Creeps, but or listen, sorry, <laughs> listen to anything from Land of the Creeps, but I did listen to Phantom Galaxy, and I very much enjoyed it. So I I'm not sure like... if we mentioned this today, but we're hounds of horror. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, right? If you're here because you think we're Land of the Creeps, we're flattered, but we're not. And you can reach us at Hounds of Horror Pod at gmail dot com, <laughs> and on Twitter and Facebook at Hounds of Horror. <laughs> What is I wish my last name was as cool as Van Vagel. I don't think we mentioned any of this at the beginning. We, we are we Hounds didn't. of Horror. Uh, uh, well, we normally, did say oh, well, we when we put the intro in. Normally I say my name and then I launch into who we are. I like how you put your arms out to the side as though you're actually letting us know this is I'm your launch. I'm launching. <laughs> you're doing a swan dive into the deep end there. It's interpretive dance, basically. <laughs> so if we ever do a live show, people will know what's going on. <laughs> 
half of it's a podcast. The other half is charades. Uh, and a lot of pointing. Which is very interesting when you can't see us. Mm-hmm. We also, oh, it gets cut out a lot, but when one of us can't think of a word or a phrase or a name, the other two immediately jump in to start trying to guess it. Because Immediately. We're, Not we're, immediately. 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 We get amnesia about it, too. <laughs> I started writing a short story that involved amnesia, and two paragraphs in, I scrapped it. Did you say amnesia? <laughs> Antisha. Anastasia. That involved my Anastasia. An anesthesiologist with amnesia named Anastasia. Oh, God. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start writing that story again. So, so as soon as they knock somebody out to get operated on, they're like, what am I doing here again? So I'm just going to adjust these valves. Did I already drug this person? <laughs> Better do it again, just to be sure. What's the rule for how much gas is supposed that would to get probably them with Dr. Sleep? I don't know. <laughs> Sleep was an accidental death doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, someone with amnesia kind of makes sense. Let's uh, let's grab this horse's head and swing it back around to the direction it's supposed to be going. Anyway, Hold you know, Dutch, if we can rein this horse in, bring it back around. So I don't know if we can now. I don't know either. I think we might need to do a part two of the conjuring too. Just gonna start. Like sifting through the rubble of this train wreck. The nun painting attacks Lorraine, and then she. Oh my god! We're like thirty percent of this movie. Writes the basement in the basement, and then she writes its name in the Bible. And then but she it doesn't know that yet. Flashes back to England. Yeah, I actually just gave that away. Sorry, she doesn't know that yet. She just stabs her Bible a lot. Uh-huh. Now back to England. So they go back to England, and they go to stay at Peggy's across the street. Yes. The other peg. Yes. Mm, yeah. And they're all sleeping in the living room. And, and Vic. Yes, Peg and Vic's house. Mm. And uh they have favorite. they have a dog. Oh, they have the they have this little dog. I think her name's Rosie or Roxy Baron. or something. Baron. His Uses name's the Baron. Bell. Okay, now it's that time of the show where I look up what the dog's actual name is. It's Baron. <laughs> it was and, played by a dog named Rosie. That's why I had it wrong. I don't know why I think you sound like a valley girl. Why I sound like Alexis? <laughs> the um, dog's name was Rosie, but then again, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so they um, had trained this dog, Samantha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Second time I'm tempted to just walk out of this podcast now. <laughs> Where would you go? Really, though? I have nowhere to go. <laughs> Except... Home. home. But <laughs> except for that place that I have to go to. <laughs> that place that has my bed and my chair and stuff. <laughs> a place that you like significantly more than anywhere else in the world. Yep. <laughs> and just one part of that space actually. Just the one part, really. Just the one part. <laughs> but Billy had got really excited about this whole trick that the dog could do where yes, the dog was all like ding a ling a ling and then it wanted to go outside. Um he had been super excited about it earlier in the day and then <sighs> He hears the bell at night, and of course, he's the only one that wakes up. That's what I don't get during a lot of these movies, is that there will be a lot of instances where there is a sound that would wake most people, including people like myself. Like, I sleep through everything, but if a bell started ringing near me while I was sleeping, I would wake right the fuck up. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. Now, technically, they were in the living room. They were. And the bell was on the back door. Right. Yes. It's like 20 feet. Okay. Also, I think that there's 
the fact that these are supernatural. <laughs> I didn't understand what that comment was. <laughs> they were in the living room. Oh, okay. living room, right. Living room logic. <laughs> that deafens everything. Um, sleeping like a bunch of hamsters in a big pile. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> what if the mom eats them when they smell different? Oh, God. Oh, no. No. Why would you say that? Uh, it just kind of came out. <laughs> <laughs> Baron goes to ring the bell I to think, say that he has to go potty. Yes. If you could just quiet down. I was just going to uh, elaborate on Kitty's point <laughs> that I think that it's possible that this entity was singling out one person to hear their phantom noises. That's all. And phantom galaxies. Okay, okay but like, it doesn't I explain... I hope I didn't call them the phantom menace at one point. I can't remember if I... Well, <laughs> you didn't. Because we were just talking noticed. about Darth Maul tonight. Listen. <laughs> find their podcast. If it were just this one time that... They <laughs> just the one time. <laughs> it was just the one time that somebody heard something and nobody else did. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But there were times throughout the rest of the movie where, like, the girls would be like, Bleh! and the mom would be like, <laughs> and not hearing anything. Or the brothers, like, the brothers didn't hear anything either. We don't see much of Johnny. I think no, was his name. They just fucking ignore. The he gets like three minutes of screen time. I didn't know he existed until he tried to stand up for her. Extreme. I saw him in the beginning, and then we didn't see him again until like no. the kitchen incident. There's and just like, too many kids to keep track. Of. <laughs> they were probably like, "Johnny, it's your big break. You got this acting gig." <laughs> and then they watch the movie, and he's like, "Oh, my lines got cut." <laughs> Who do you play? I play. Kid number two. <laughs> the extremest example of middle child syndrome that ever existed. On screen. Well, he's not haunted and he doesn't want biscuits, so... <laughs> he's got no adorable defining traits like a stutter. So let's just brush him off to the side until he's needed. So, Billy goes to let Baron out of the freaking house. Yes. And here comes the actor I purposely did not mention. I wanted it to be a surprise. Oh, that's right. It wasn't uh, a surprise because we talked about it during the last episode. Oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. You bring it up all the time. Baron rings the bell. Billy goes to let him out. And he opens the door and Baron just sits there and he starts becoming something other than a dog. And the arms shoot out and he becomes a little balled up version of the crooked man played by our very beloved Javier Botet. Mm-hmm. He the is... amazingly talented, wonderfully handsome Javier Botet. Yes. And, Wickedly uh, creepy. And it is, I, I believe this is one of the first times I saw him, though I didn't realize it at the time, right. who it was. But this scene scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Because he stands up and he's all, he's dressed up in like the most ridiculous um, exaggeration of you know what you would think a british gentleman would look like and everything's tailored to fit his extremely thin long arms and legs and he starts in the the crooked man rhyme is actually just a nice little nursery rhyme not his version no his version was like there was a crooked man he walked a crooked mile yeah. Stretched forth his crooked hand and rang the crooked bell, and thus his crooked soul spiraled into a crooked hell. Yeah. Murdered his crooked family and laughed a crooked laugh. So Billy freaks out, of course. Like you I do. I mean, I would too. <laughs> and runs in and he's, you know, screaming, Mama, the, it's the crooked man. And. When the crooked man comes around the corner, as we can't see him, we see it's Janet. 
Yes. Just in her little Janet form. However, the shadow was definitely not just Janet. No. And her eyes are super yellow. And... She's levitating slightly. <laughs> she does like a scream and the grate protecting the fireplace goes shooting out into an armoire. Right over Vic's head, yeah. Um, yeah, right over his head. And poor Vic is just like, well, how can I help in this situation? Well, anyone want some tea? And then she lets out this like freaking lion roar that just like sent a chill into my very gut ropes. So the shadow of the crooked man was played by somebody not Javier Botet. The shadow? <laughs> the shadow. That, like, whenever the, okay, the shadow yeah. of the crooked man is behind her. Um, it's played by a guy, a guy named Jason Lyles, who played Ryuk in the 2017 adaptation of okay, that makes Death sense. Note. Just some trivia there well, for Well, he ya. must also be a rather lanky fellow. I would yes. assume so. Because I, I thought Ryuk was completely animated in that movie. Are uh, we talking about the one where it's like actually like people? Yes. Yes. There, okay. there are there are two separate. There's the the Japanese version, and then there was the really crappy American Netflix version that came out. That's the one I saw. Yeah. <clears throat> and oh, Ryuk was voiced by none other than Willem Dafoe. Yes. But I imagine they had a physical actor on screen for so that the actors that were playing against this character had some frame of reference for him, and it would make sense for them to pick someone who was similar to that build yes <clears throat> yes um just real quick also i'm super salty because they actually don't have the dog listed as ah. 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 well <laughs> <laughs> i thought they had the dog listed but now i think they don't i must say <laughs> uh i just want to say real quick they... i'm sorry <laughs> that the the dog transforming into the crooked man is the most terrifying transformer i've ever seen yeah. <laughs> I would have been oh, a lot Jesus more interested Christ. in that movie if it had been like that. Um, <laughs> oh, the car can be a robot. That's so cool. Oh, robots are all gone. I'm going to see if C-SPAN's on. I'll watch that for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so the Warrens show up. They're asked by the church and they show up. We're just going to skip ahead to that. The priest is like, listen to this crazy old man. And She's really haunted, I must say. <laughs> and Ed's like, yeah, that is a crazy old man. And then he's like, I tricked you. That's a girl. <laughs> We're not going to send anybody from the church. If you know what I mean. <laughs> We're just going to send people that are kind of from the church. Yes. Loosely affiliated. Loosely. <laughs> An so, independent contractor, if you will. Uh, they show up. Maurice has already done I mean, several different they, things. Holy they, 1099 employees. They've had <laughs> They've had the, the news crews and the paranormal investigator crews the taping. Nose crews. Jan- the news crews. Uh, somebody did not have a nose crew. We're it's cut. called rhinoplasty. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I hope you cut out. We're everything. not cutting this out, but we're cutting the before part out, so now nobody will know what we're talking about. <laughs> Rhinoplasty. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> so they've been taking videos of her and taking pictures and recording her doing the weird voice and stuff like that. Leaping off of the bed. And priests have been involved, but nothing's been working. And so the Warrens go to England just just to observe, see if they think there is actually something going on. And report back. <laughs> they were just there to observe. <laughs> I'm not going to exercise her. I'm not going to exercise her. I'm just going to exercise her. I'm not going to exercise her. <laughs> What's the Bible for? I just want to talk to her. I just want to exercise her. <laughs> 
We need so, to shut up about shit that isn't about this movie. <laughs> the Warrens come to England. And, uh, uh, oh, I guess Morris Gross picks them up from the airport. I'm um, Morris Gross. That's his, his voice. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I'm amazed it didn't come out like, I'm Morris Gross. I'm getting this here car. He's not a cop. <laughs> That's very true. We are, we're in uncharted territory for Kitty here. <laughs> so he drives them back. And he's a very nice man, but he's speaking for Peggy a lot. And Ed's like, hey, I, I want to hear her side if that's all right with you. Which he's just excited. And I he, get it. He is. And we find out later why. And it's excited. actually really quite sweet. It's rather sweet. Uh, well, sad. it's kind of sweet and sour. Yeah. Like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like sour patch? <laughs> that too. <laughs> First, they're sweet, sour, <laughs> and they try to kill your whole family because they're none. Oh yeah, I guess that would be the opposite, wouldn't it? Yeah, normally they're sour and then sweet. I think is the let's make nun gummies. <laughs> no. Nunnies, <laughs> <laughs> just a handful of noses. <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens! So at some point, uh, they have a meeting with Morris Gross. Mm-hmm. And the parapsychologist. And the parapsychologist. And <laughs> who does not work for the housing authority? <laughs> Morris's assistant and Lorraine and Ed. And they just kind of discuss what's going on. Ed and Lorraine are like, listen, we're not saying this is happening. We're not saying it's not happening. We're just here to observe. So I this part was rather endearing. Mm-hmm. But in in the interim, since nothing's really happening ghost wise much. Ghosty-wise. The, kid, the kids come back, and they're having like, Christmas and stuff, and Ed uh, bought them some records. and Because the mom made a, a comment about how um, they love <laughs> listening to their dad's Elvis records. Right. And when he left, he all the music left the house. <laughs> and Ed's like, yeah, I know, it can be hard. She, no, no, he took all the records. He no, literally, literally took <laughs> he took all of the music. That was funny. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but, so the, the record player's not working, so Ed sings an Elvis song on the guitar, and... The featured God song. The featured song. damn him for being handsome and charming and a pretty decent singer. And talented. Well, that, yeah. We all wish we were Patrick. We just need to... That's it, because I don't remember his last name. <laughs> we all wish we were Patrick. Star. Patrick Wilson. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> if I could be that happy, even if I was that dumb, you know... Word. That's fair. If you're Talking so stupid, Patrick, you're just happy all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to confirm. So, and Ed's also fixing pipes. Now we're back to the mm-hmm. movie. And just kind of just keeping up with the house, you know, like just chores that needed to be done that Peggy hasn't had time to get to or doesn't know how to do. And Just real quick, I want to give our, our listeners a, a, an easy way to visualize our process. Imagine that you're the ball and the three of us are playing tennis. And the subject matter... Changes every time we hit the ball? Basically. Or you're the bug and we're the windshield. <laughs> or that. And then we scrape you back up and try to reconstitute you. Yep. Oh, God. So, well, yes. He, he, it's, it is a really sweet, really endearing moment. And it's very nice. If you have ADD, this podcast is for you. It, it really is. If you can't pay attention for more than five seconds, listen to this podcast. <laughs> you won't have to. <laughs> it won't matter. Uh <clears throat> I'm sure for somebody out there, we're synced up perfectly. They'll zone out and then they zone back in, and we're just now talking to the next part of the movie. Um, and I, I believe it was right around this time too when Ed's fixing up the house and Lorraine is spending time with Janet and some of the other kids, just trying to be like a comforting presence to them, and she is. Uh, 
Although she wears oh. too much jewelry. Maybe. Uh, and her eyes are a little bit intense. And she's out on the swing set with Janet. Mm-hmm. Also, she's really pretty. She is really pretty. And I think I use the words. She has like cherub features. <laughs> and Kitty can confirm this. I said, and I mean this in exactly the way that it sounds. She is a stunningly beautiful woman. And I don't mean that that I I just find her attractive, which I mean, he she is a beautiful woman. He was stunned for six hours the first time that he saw her. I, the police were called. Ambulance came. Why would you call the police? <laughs> I'm calling the cops. We call the cops all the time. There's a bug on my window. I don't know what it is. I, Sir, this is Pizza Hut. It's not very often you see someone who's stunningly attractive. She's talking to Janet on the swings, and she's mm. like... I saw things when I was a kid. Nobody believed me. And then whenever I found somebody who did believe me, you know what I did? And I married sound so them. whiny. And then... <laughs> you I know what def- I did? I married him. <laughs> That's my fast forward voice. It's Chris Farley and then- a little bit. <laughs> Down by the Oh <laughs> my freaking gourd! I've <laughs> seen angels! Have you ever noticed how our oldest child looks like Chris Farley? <laughs> also- no, until you said that. <laughs> Chris Farley as an exorcist would be amazing. On oh, the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's hard to exorcise demons when you're living in a van. <laughs> anyway. uh, so we got on topic for about two seconds. <laughs> so then <laughs> um, Maureen was like, Oh, Folgers coffee crystals. <laughs> Decaffeinated coffee crystals. <laughs> Caffeine might help right now. I don't know. So Lorraine's like, are they talking to you right now? And Janet's like, yeah. And she's like, what are they saying? And she's like, um, that they're going to kill you or something like they that. Want you, they want to hurt you. Yeah. And she's all like shifty eyed and stuff. And then um, <clears throat> that night, uh, Ed and Lorraine are sleeping in the boys room. The boys are sleeping next door. And they're sleeping in different beds. And Ed's like, I don't think I can sleep this far away from you. And she's like, well, I'll give you something to look forward to when we get back. And I was, at that moment, I'm like, oh, oh my. I would like to be I'm in a little with steamy you. here. Please. <laughs> yes, Vera Farmiga, will you marry me? And he's like, um, okay, I'm going to go sleep now. Uh, but, I mean, if I had been in that bed and she said that to me in that manner, I would have been like, the next sound you would have heard is the <laughs> of me pushing the beds together. <laughs> nope, I couldn't wait. Sorry. Janet oh, that's the night. Yeah. Ties um, herself to the bed and she's like, it makes me feel better. She was sleeping with her mom that yes. night. And she's a 90 year old woman. <laughs> she ties herself to the bed and she says that it makes her feel more comfortable. It makes her feel safer. It helps she can her actually sleep. sleep. So she's like, snore. And then all of a sudden it's like, and she's through the floor and on the ceiling. On the ceiling. Really terrifying, really well done bit of cinema. We skipped a major fucking scene. So before Before they they come out there, um, she she takes a a sick day. Uh And... She's sitting on the couch and she's like changing oh. the channel on the remote, and. Was a cat. Keep going. Okay. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a muskrat. She... <laughs> <laughs> she, um, the the channel keeps changing, and she hears uh Bill Wilkins, um, 
like say this is my house and then she's changing the, the channel and then <laughs> so, like he's <laughs> gently walking by her and elbows her it's my house like it's almost cute it's my house <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's up behind her and he's like my house <laughs> is that when she was right at the tv yeah and yeah. he comes like he's like right out of the corner of the tv and yeah he's like, yep yeah so and the remote ends up on the chair super fucking creepy yes Anyway, so she is on the the ceiling. We're fast forwarding back to where we just left. And she's on the ceiling and she's like, eh, can't move. And um, he's in the chair and then all of a sudden he gets up real slow and he starts walking up the stairs. And she finally starts to get her arms free. And then all of a sudden she's back well, up through the floor. He grabs yeah. the other end yeah. of the jump rope and rips her up through the... I mean... Uh, spiritually not yes. physically through the floorboards yes yeah um and she's sucked up into her old bedroom which has been trashed and there are crosses all over the walls hmm. all rise and one by one <clears throat> the crosses start to and yeah, do the old down. demonic which was flip over also a practical effect yes and it was really creepy <clears throat> Bunches of crosses. I mean, what did the, she think was going to... Ha- Again, just like the nun walking her way around the room, what did she think was going to happen when all those crosses flipped over? She's watching them as though she's hoping one of them's going to somehow stop this onslaught of de- demonic activity. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, and then... Is that one going to... Random oh, events, not. and she ends up over by the window, and then the... Um, her mom's like trying to get in and she sees Bill through the, the door. Well, she's like, being attacked by Bill. Yes. In the room, and her mom's like, the fuck... And, and she did get into a room that was locked and chained on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And they just brush past that shit. They do, 100%. The parapsychologist, I love Frank and Pretenda, but I didn't like her in this movie. She's... Her character. Being a twat waffle. Yeah. But, like, and, nobody has an explanation for that. How she ended up in a locked and chained room. Yeah. Um, and they eventually get inside, and the Bill has wrapped a sheer curtain around her head. You can and choke someone with a curtain. Well, yes, but yeah, they but... made it seem like it was, like, suctioned to her face and suffocating her like a plastic bag. You can breathe through that. I think the they were trying to ride that line between the spiritual force choking her and also it may be someone could argue and say she did it to herself and wrapped herself up tight enough that she could, like, through... Mm, okay. So they could say that oh, there wasn't something supernatural. But just real quick, I want to say, as a somewhat new parent, the idea of going to your child's room in this situation or any situation and they're screaming for your help, for help in general and you're trying to get into that room and they come up to the door and you see another person's hand grab them and pull them into the darkness would make me feel indescribable terror and in, that, in that moment my stomach dropped i i didn't remember the scene and in that moment i just lost it for a few seconds oh my god that would be terrifying it's interesting how things like that hit you differently yeah once you've had children like <clears throat> there are things that i can't watch now that yeah. before i had kids i was like oh you know just another scene in a movie and now i'm like oh my god i want to vomit and yeah. so so anyway i'd also like to point out they put all those crosses in the room uh, and I understand why. And they didn't do a goddamn thing. They didn't. But I find it interesting that the cross is the symbol of Christian faith. Because it's basically like an electric chair. Uh... The cross was a method of execution. Mm. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. It's... 
uh, it didn't mean anything to the Romans back then. Just that's what they did. I mean, I think that's an argument of would that be theology? Yes. And I'm sure there's probably or symbolism, maybe symbology. <laughs> that's from the Boondock Saints, and that's not a word. Uh, it it actually is, is a word. No, it isn't. It, it is. No, it is. just it, doesn't mean that. Well, it doesn't said it mean wasn't. that thing. Oh, actually, he never says that it's not. What he says is he hears the person say symbolism. Symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. Your anger is second to your embarrassment. That is the emotion that you're feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassment leads to anger. You need therapy. So this is therapy. <laughs> yeah, we do. We all need therapy. Get yourself <clears throat> so a therapist. Damn expensive. <laughs> Get yourself a therapist. So the next day, after all this ridiculous, horrifying shit happens, I think they do the interview. They might have actually done it before this point, but it doesn't matter. We're skipping around so much. Who cares? But <laughs> the interview, they're trying oh, to make God. contact with Bill, and they're sitting there the next day. talking to her. After the room thing? Are you sure about that? I don't know. That's why I said I didn't oh. care. Yeah, so we really could avoid this matter. very conversation. <laughs> okay. But let's have it anyway. <laughs> so they're sitting there and she, their idea is that she's going to take, <laughs> it's not a very great test. She's supposed to put a mouthful of water or she's supposed to take a, a sip of water and hold it in her mouth to try to prove that she's not making this sound. In in theory, sure, that makes sense. But he's channeling through her. Whatever. But that's, that's the point. Yeah, isn't though. he using her mouth to talk? That's what I thought too. Because that's very clearly... So do you know, we have to go into details about this interview? I just wanted to say that that's when she says he doesn't want to talk with all of you looking at him. They look away. And that's when, very subtly, over the course of a few seconds, her whole physicality starts to change and shift. And he gets really big and imposing and starts shifting into the shadows more and starts talking. And that's whenever he holds up the cross and you hear him say, won't me or won't go won't go leave leave, leave yeah something something like that there's a, a jumbled words together he says words he says words 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 and i just he also bit janet earlier on in the way movie. earlier he did, on, yeah. yeah like it was like the first or second night yeah um but Whenever he holds that cross up, that's when you see the difference. Because I did like that part. Yeah, she shifts back down into Ed, her normal Ed size. Says, uh, you know, he's like, well, I don't care what you believe, pal. Do you know what I believe? And he holds his crucifix out. Yeah. And Bill starts, like, moaning and cringing. and Because for those of you who don't know, it's a generally... A, a general rule, I guess, in most supernatural movies and, and films and stories. That the power of a religious artifact depends entirely upon that person's belief in that religion. So if you're a atheist and you hold up a cross, it's not going to do anything to a creature that supposedly has a weakness to it because you have no belief in that religion. You have no power in that religion and you get, gain no power from it. It's very similar to paladins in D&D, actually. They also should have realized at that point that it was, in fact, a demon and not a ghost because <laughs> ghosts typically don't react like that to crosses. Like... That's more of a demonic possession thing. You yeah. also would have thought that they would have known that if it was a demon, which they knew before then, that they should have gotten its name because that's what they did in the first movie. But for some <clears> reason, <throat> they just forgot that. They so. got its name. Yeah, but it wasn't they until... They know that they, they just did. don't know yet. It wasn't until they were driving back that they were like, oh, it's a demon. We need its name. Yeah, you you know that because you did that in the last movie, too. It's the same exact thing. So it's almost like you forgot from one movie to the next. Um. So... 
They do the interview. Mm-hmm. She spits the water out at the end. Yes. And that becomes an argument for the parapsychologist later. She should have just swallowed the water. Yeah, I don't know. I would have swallowed the water. I would have just been like, gulp. I like water. Well, after it's And it was been all like spitty and like, blah. Sitting in your mouth for a while. I don't know. I wouldn't want to swallow Yeah, but then again, there's the argument. It also of, has maybe demon spit in it. I don't know. I, oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, tasting Sulfur his... Sulfur spit. Yeah, sulfury. <laughs> but then again, how do you prove you didn't oh, swallow it? Oh, that would it? be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why at my old elementary school, sometimes, like, their water would go bad or something, and it stank like sulfur in the cafeteria. So it's like drinking farts, basically. <laughs> maybe. Um, but also shitty water. Because... If you <laughs> swallowed the water right when they turned back around, there'd be no way of proving that you hadn't swallowed it earlier and you were just pretending to swallow it now. Her spitting it out. You could gargle it. That's our gargling noises. <laughs> <laughs> no more demons. <laughs> uh, so I so should have gotten that priest from the first one with an egg just to like tap it on Janet's head. <laughs> And that would draw the demon Raphael. out, maybe. Raphael, yeah. 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 With his Lagerona. seeds. Why is Raphael such a cool name? Because it's a Ninja it? Turtle. It is. Even before it was a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> He's a, a a painter, or a, a renaissance. He was a yeah, artist. I knew somebody too. named Raphael that went by Roth. Raphael. I actually knew someone named Raphael, too. And I just realized that, that Raphael's name was Raphael. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so they set up a bunch of recording equipment. To try to get some footage of an actual event that they can take back to the church. And that's when there's that one joke that landed on me that I, I think was a little cheesy, but it still worked for me. Oh, when I know what you're... Yeah. picks up the big-ass camera and holds it up. And you can see it's this giant, probably 7 to 10 pound recording device and says... Like shoulder-mounted camera. It's so light and small. <laughs> and I remember those cameras. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. Uh, well, the, the time period wasn't that long ago. And I remember cameras that were very similar in size. I think it's funny. Um, so, that night... Um, uh, da, 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 what is her name? Lorraine is outside for some reason... And everybody's outside. Yeah. Like, I go oh, outside um, a lot. She's uh, talking to the parapsychologist, I yeah. believe. No, she, that's She's Morris talking to Morris oh, at, about right. his daughter. And um, then the uh, uh, Ed, the Ed, the and Ed. Mr. Ed. <laughs> um, Peggy are down in the basement. And Ooh, right. um, there's that whole creepy scene with him. Ed is fixing. A leaking water pipe. Yes. That there's bubbles coming out of. Yeah, I let's think it's not. that it's that it's running, like just below the surface and it's causing water to bubble uh, up. I think, I think you're the, leaping to the movie's defense for no reason. I think that that's what it was. That's what I read. A lot of well, oxygen in their water right. lines, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your problem right here. These water lines are full of air. <laughs> these are air lines. <laughs> your air lines are leaking into your water lines. Yep, can't hook these up to the washer. Um, but... Uh, Peg's standing there, like, non-helpfully holding the flashlight from across the room. Well, and Ed has his own light. He does, but it's not really helping him, because he has it up on the a shelf. It's the 70s. They yeah. weren't great. So, <laughs> they... They were still running on soul juice or something. I don't know. You see Bill Wilkins. Oh, there's there's the voice. <laughs> Found it's it. It's perfect. Well, no, um, it's not actually. <laughs> it's still wrong. 
What's funny is we're probably going to get to a, an episode where we do a movie where the, the sheriff actually talks like that. I have one. <laughs> and you're going to go. And he walks, he it walks was a up. terrible movie, but the sheriff was William Riker from Star Trek, the new generation. Oh, that's amazing. What's his name? What's his act? Bill, Jonathan Frakes. Huh. Um, but Bill starts walking up behind uh, Ed and Peg's like, there's someone walking up behind you I better identify them before I tell you quit smacking your face into your pop filter (laughs) (laughs) he does though she sees something moving behind him that wasn't there before and it's like she wants to identify what it is before she bothers him with the information (laughs) it might be a mountain lion it might be Bill Wilkins who fucking cares tell the man that there is something coming it's a rat king oh god (laughs) from what a, a rat king is, um, they used to think that there was a giant creature that was considered the rat king because a bunch of rats would get kind of molded together after they died. And so they thought that it was all one creature whenever they found it. You would like Hilda on Netflix. Okay. Hilda? Hilda. It's an excellent show. Mm-hmm. And your kids might like it too. But you'd like the rat king in that. Huh. Um, so... <laughs> she eventually is like, um, Ed, there's um there's something coming up behind you. It and could be a shark. <laughs> she's so like In this three feet of water in the fucking basement. Nonchalant <laughs> about it. <laughs> and she like comes down into the water and he turns around and looks behind him and he's like <clears throat> And there's nothing there. <laughs> she looks down into the water and there's Bill Wilkins. Or is it an elf? Shark Wilkins. Bill Sharkins. <laughs> Don't look down in the water. You'll Sharkins, no! <laughs> <laughs> and, and but, but he, it only could have been better if it had been Billy Van Vagel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say that, I'm like, who? I can't stop saying that name. It's amazing. I'm saying it in my head repeatedly. Sorry, Bill, if you don't like to be called Billy, but... I thought it said Billy on the website. Maybe it did. Oh, maybe it did. Continue, please. Sharkins reaches up and grabs a hold of her arm. and He's one of those street sharks we talked about last <laughs> Om nom noms her arm. Yeah. His dentures Oof. have the largest teeth I've ever seen. Like, fucking giant rat teeth or, or beaver teeth. I just, real quick, need to talk about my grandmother. It's never real quick. <laughs> Dude, we don't have to, though. She's not part of this movie. No, she's she not has even dentures, alive anymore. But I need to talk about her because she, first of all, was an incredible human being. But also, yes. she had partials, like like Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she didn't she bite would, people, though. No, but she would pop them kind of out and make them stick up over her lips <laughs> and become the most terrifying human being just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, things like that make me like think that I can't wait to be old. Mm. Like <laughs> I've been saying this for years. I can't wait to be old. I'm not wearing pants at all. Ever. Maybe not even underwear. Oh. Just a t-shirt and some socks. So just one sock. Just the one sock. Ed actually. comes over and saves Peg and then all of a sudden there's a thunk into the water and it's the partial yeah, from Bill's mouth. His partial dentures uh, it lines up perfectly. And like yeah, like so she has a bite mark on her arm and he holds the 
partials up and they fit the blank space on the bite. Yeah. Cinderella style. And they are the biggest fucking teeth! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she got bit by a bear trap. Um, just a minute ago, I pretended to throw up and then almost actually threw up. <laughs> Our listeners were riveted to know that. This is also a vomit deflector. <laughs> oh, don't. It will strain out most of it. <laughs> Let's not talk about this anymore. <clears throat> Maybe we should talk about the movie more. So, yeah, they then get... all of a sudden upstairs, there's a shh, shh, shh in the kitchen. And Janet's all like... You guys hear that? And they're decorating the tree. And then Johnny's like, We're gonna take this son of a bitch on! <laughs> and it's the only time that he matters. The Warren said not to let this ghost bully us, so I'm gonna go face this thing head on. And <laughs> Kids misunderstanding helpful advice. <laughs> These will be formative memories and they will not be pleasant. <laughs> he goes into the kitchen and then I don't really understand what happens, but all of a sudden Janet's there and she's got a goddamn knife and she's all like... Bah! She teleports just like she does earlier in the movie. Yeah. And then she starts Hulk smashing everything in the room. We don't find that out just yet. We but. don't. We don't. It, it, there's like an episode going on in the room, you know, like Demon Whirlwind. Um, it's like... What did you show me in Oblivion when you put all the stuff in your house and then you fire, you shoot a fireball at it and everything just goes fucking everywhere because the <laughs> physics fuck up? Yes. And there's this maelstrom of just everything that you own in that house <laughs> flying everywhere. It's like that, yep. basically. Basically. Uh, and um, they come in and find poor Johnny at the bottom of the cover, like all curled up in a ball going... <laughs> I'm not brave anymore. And <laughs> the ghost can have her. <laughs> um, and then they eventually, thanks to Sound Guy McGee, find um, Janet in. Sound Guy McGee would be a great video game character. <laughs> <laughs> they find her in like He's an like electrical cabinet, like where there's. Yeah, it's a very not <laughs> it's safe. Like a for utility. Her access it's like where the breaker box is for yeah, some reason it's really and, not and pipes and... to be there and how did she stuff herself into that cavity i don't know how they got her out because they cut away so we don't get to yeah, see you it know, like ed's starting to untangle her and then not she's yeah. just out she's just out and the parapsychologist shows up and she's like they were fucking up well hang on oh important point of order she is in there and very obviously not normal. Her eyes look weird. Her teeth are all screwed up. She's practically foaming at the mouth. And she's well, contorted in a horrifying... For some reason, her teeth do get more yellow whenever she's being possessed by Bill. They do. Um, but She also has 11-year-old girl teeth. Yeah. Which, in my of... opinion, maybe like she needs braces. And she, They might not be her permanent teeth at that point. I don't uh, yes, they are. Okay, never mind. I don't remember. So, anyway, she's stuffed in there, and Ed goes in to find her, and she's very obviously creepy. And he holds up his cross again, and I don't think he speaks any Latin. He just holds up the cross. And then it gives him another cryptic message before it fades away, and she becomes Janet again. And he pulls her out of there. And also burns his arm slightly on... The pipe. Not the pipes in the wall. No. But the pipe that's outside of the wall. Well, that's the one that's dangerous, because you can touch it. Well... The ones that are inside would arguably be dangerous, too. I think they did that to set up that it is, in fact, a steam pipe. And those are steam radiators. Yes. Uh, That's a very good point, actually. Like in Photoshop. No. Polaroid. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) 
the one where the ghost just went <gasps> all the time. So, also Javier Botet, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yep. basically Tina. Um, <laughs> so that eventually the parapsychologist comes out and she's like, "Hey." The one room that we had a camera facing is the room that she trashed, and it was her trashing it. And they're like, oh, well, this one piece of evidence will make the yeah. church not believe you, so we gotta go. Sorry, bye. Yeah. And Clearly she was faking it. Look at how she throws this table across the room. It's just a little girl throwing a table across the room. Oh my god. I had an issue with that. I could pick up a table, arguably. Yeah. This table, I could probably lift it and chuck it. I could not lift it and wing it as hard as I could against the wall. Yeah. From one side of the table, not even picking it up over her head, just going... Huh, and and I went, am a husky, healthy gentleman, and I could not do that. Yeah, Healthy and, is questionable. Well, okay. Husky and strong, perhaps. <laughs> I'm getting there. Healthy. Um, I, I'm referring to the cigarette smoking, and specifically. Drinking and... Crackers. Fast food. Crackers. Biscuits. Biscuits, not crackers. Biscuits. Biscuits. Those yeah, my, well, I'm my, saying my. the point is I I'm not a weekly man and I could not do that. No, no. How could this 11 year old girl do that? I think that footage is proof because she also throws a chair. And the first time she th- throws the chair, I was thinking, okay, that's strong, but within the realm of possibility. And then she goes over and from one end grabs the table and flips it and it goes flying end over end and smashes against a wall into Fucking splinters. Boomerang. Yeah, yeah, and smashes a uh, china cabinet on its way. So come on. <laughs> Um, She's not Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. No. She can't whip chairs at <laughs> people's legs. As they're running away. <laughs> I so, must be healthy. Otherwise, I'd be dead by now. <laughs> I'd like to point out. <laughs> I think you live out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> My hatred keeps me warm at night. <laughs> Your heart stops and you just go, move. <laughs> Starts pumping that sludge again. This is my house. <laughs> so, um, they decide to leave, and Janet and Peg are obviously distraught about this, and they're like, "You can't leave!" And they're like, "Oh, we're we're leaving anyway." And so they pack up into Vic's car and they head out. And there's the whole conversation with Mo- Morris about his daughter and how. Um, he like he needs to believe that mm-hmm. there's like this possibility that there's something afterwards because his daughter died in a car accident. Yeah. yeah, and he feels it would be very beneficial to him to just know that there is something yeah. past death. Which and is reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And this is the only time that we see just the slightest little bit of concern from Vic when he says Oh, oh, I wish you wouldn't go, but all right. I'll, I'll, I'll That's why I love Vic, because he is, he's like, you know, basically telling them it's in poor taste for them to be yeah. leaving right now, but then he takes their bags and puts them in the trunk, <laughs> like the polite man that he is. Yeah. You can't just give them hope and string them along like that and then just take it away. You want to get there, like, you want to take the direct route, scenic route, what, what do you think? Can I'll I take your bags, thank you. you. <laughs> and so they get to the train station, and they're waiting an awfully long time, apparently, for the train to get going, because they have enough time to get out their <laughs> cassette tapes yeah. and play them and they, make sense of them. They're not even cassette tapes. They are audio ribbons. Yes. Um. <laughs> they, he drops them all over the floor, and they cross with each other, and he's like, light bulb! X-Men? Ding. Wait, no. <laughs> and <laughs> X-Force. <laughs> I when, Whenever I first saw it, I was like... Is it a cross? What I think what it was is, supposed to be a cross. What is happening? I thought that it, like after they played them together and it made one cohesive sentence, I thought that they were just like, 
if you cross the sounds, they make one sentence, and then you know what he was trying to say. Don't cross the stream. <laughs> so they <laughs> Thank you, he placed them at the same time, <laughs> and it it the the Bill the Bill Bill Sharkins <laughs> is saying that he. <laughs> Wants to basically that he wants to move on to the other side, but he can't because the demon won't let him. A little the bit demon has latched onto his soul and is like using him as a conduit, I yes. guess. And Lorraine's like, the demon is using him. It's not actually Bill. He's just kind of in the middle. And <laughs> Billiam in the middle. <laughs> and this whole time, like It sounds like something you'd find on British television. The demon has been intentionally the demon has been intentionally hiding itself from Lorraine. <clears throat> and Except the face-to-face provocations, but yeah. yes. <laughs> it's like, you can see me whenever you want, except through Janet. <laughs> and then Janet's yeah, back home. How did she not home. tie that together? Janet's back home and she's like, it told me to make them leave or it would kill you all. And then weird shit starts happening again. Bro, and <laughs> all, all of the rest of the family runs outside and leaves Janet in the house by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, no, no. Uh, uh, she starts floating off the floor and throws the sister into the wall. Right. And then so, they all run outside and leave her in the house by herself. And then the, well, the mom like, goes to run back in. have to go in. back for Janet. And the door slams in her face. Yeah. And then um, they finally make it back. <clears throat> and Ed manages to get inside. And it cuts. So they get I back. Love your interruption noises. It's like just a little bit of a ceremony. <laughs> they get back, and him and Ed both uh, ply their shoulders to the door, trying to break it in. Mm. Um, doesn't work. Ed breaks a window, but then a couch gets thrown up into the window hole <laughs> and smacks <laughs> and Ed. Just like this whole like national lampoons moment <laughs> where it hits him. He's like. Like it's flung backwards. (laughs) But yeah, and so uh, him and Ed go down to the basement. Yeah, they run down to the basement door. Vic. um, Ed and Vic go down to the basement door. And somehow Ed gets in, but then the door slams again. Yes. And so Lorraine's screaming for Vic to try and get her in there too. So Vic runs up to the shed and he's looking for an axe and stuff. And he's trying to help her get her way in there and... And she's like, Ed, I can't lose you. Wait, just wait for me, please. And he's like, I gotta go, bye. I'm not gonna go face a demon on my own. I'm just gonna go face a demon on my own. I just wanna talk to it. I just wanna talk to it. (laughs) And then he finds it's not a hatchet, but it's not an axe. It's an axe. Hacks. I don't know why it exists. It's like an axe for a child. It's cute. It looks like it's for a child. (laughs) Uh, But... He, damn if he doesn't make it work for him. And he's also a rather hefty fellow. Yes. And um, Ed is making his way through everywhere. Just he goes through the basement. He, wake, he works gets his steamed way up through in the eyes, the floor, and then he gets steamed in the eyeballs, and he can't see. And this is a thing that bugs me in movies. Like people will get their vision impaired, impaired somehow, but then all of a sudden. It's like they just take the general profile of any movie scene whenever an explosion happens around them, and there's that. 
Well, now there's times when that's appropriate, like when um, Captain Miller was storming the beach at Normandy. Yes. And that shell goes off right next to him and he's looking around and it's just like muffled and garbled and people are dying. That makes sense. But when you get steam in the eye. I didn't have to be there, jeez. Yeah. But steam in the eye does not make your hearing go. Unless it like, do you ever get like... (laughs) I thought you were going to try and defend steam in the eye affecting your hearing. Has your, like, adrenaline reaction ever gone off and, like, that kind of muffles your hearing a little bit? Yeah. Like, your blood, you can hear your blood more and it's, like, your head feels real full? Yes. Uh, I I I know what you're talking about. You get, like, a flush, like a head rush and you feel flushed and, like, your cheeks feel warm and you start feeling, like, sometimes angry, sometimes scared. Whatever the appropriate emotion is, I'm saying right. it's not impossible. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I I agree. I don't but I don't it, think it's necessarily it's out of place. Um. So he's working his way through the house, and Janet's upstairs at this point. And so he works his way upstairs, and then yelling something in Latin. Yeah, and then lightning hits the tree outside of their house, lightning and it makes a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> For a giant. <laughs> For a giant, yeah. Um, and it makes the shape of the thing that uh, Lorraine has been seeing in her visions. Mm. He's upstairs with Janet. and Well, oh, the crooked man kind of hounds him a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah. I, say, I forgot about on, that. Because that's a really good scene. It, it, it um, shows up behind him and he starts to run and then it like shoots into the wall and starts like crackling past him through the wall for some reason he gets to the top of the stairs and then he hears the song he was a crooked man who walked a crooked he's watching the and it's the um i forget what that thing is it's not a lithophane i think i forget what it's called but it starts spinning lithophane lithophane it's not it's that's not what it is but it's it's it it's a trick of light and motion it's a humdrummery (laughs) it's spinning and he goes over to take a look at it and the song stops and the subject of this thingamabob disappears and you know what's coming and he looks up and it's there and it's got this impossibly wide horrifyingly toothy smile and just goes and he freaks the fuck out and then the tent just starts the to lift up. crooked man kind of looks like Jack Skeleton. A I was little just thinking bit, yeah. that. Too bad I thought it first. Um, <laughs> and that's when the- it's called a zootrope or a zoetrope. Z-O-E-T-R-O-P-E. Okay. Um, I think it's only like four or five images and there's a a small gap in between them. And when it moves, your eyes or your brain fills in the gaps and you see motion. But anyway, um, that's when it stands up and sort of shrugs the tent off. And then like, uh, like Max said, it does that really, really cool effect where it, he smiles and then roars and slams into the wall and it just up through all the molding it's kind of babadook style yeah it breaks all the the uh, the plaster apart and he slams down in the other room it's almost like there's a piece of rope that somebody is pulling yeah like across like the a, ceiling that's making a tear like Ernest or a shark <laughs> with barrels attached to it <laughs> and then he slams into the other room and he's he's like Rah! and then he just closes the door yep boop <laughs> And he stabs like a hook hand through the. I think it's an umbrella. The door. Oh. Yeah, it might be his umbrella finger. But it's a, a really, really cool scene. <laughs> so he goes into the room with Janet, and she becomes depossessed just as she's about to fall onto the sharpened. Dispossessed. Fall onto the sharpened tree. <laughs> and 
he goes over and tries to catch her, and he does, kind of ragdoll style, and he grabs onto the curtain, and the curtain starts pulling from the wall. And while all of this stuff is going on, Lorraine has gotten herself <laughs> through a tiny hole in the door, and Vic's like, hut, hut, and like trying to squeeze through, and he's like, bah, 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 and then he starts hacking at it again with the hatchet, because uh-huh. he doesn't want her to go by herself. Because, again, he's a gentleman. and <laughs> so, Yeah, she squeezes through his axle. His, he his is axle. <laughs> and then he has to widen his own axle to make it bigger so he can fit through it. And uh, just real quick, props to him. He is not going at that the most efficient way possible. No. He just sort of... He's probably never had to use an axe. He's probably an accountant. <laughs> just hacking through that door. And also... But God bless him. See, even now, like, yeah. demons are clearly rampaging this house. And he's like, oh, I gotta get in there and help. I'll get that you know? Yeah. Like, he's not worried. He's just, you know... Uh, just a heads up for anyone who doesn't know. Grabbing an old weathered axe handle and going that hard on a, a, a door or any other piece of wood... You are going to get the worst fucking blisters. Yeah. You will, but would you be worried at that at that point? No, no, I'm just saying that when it was all over, you'd be like, my hands really hurt. And you'd look down and realize that there was nothing left of your palms. Yeah. So, uh, eventually, they're all in the room. Well, Lorraine, Ed, and... Lorraine and Ed are technically in the room. Janet's technically not in the room anymore. Yeah. At what point was Lorraine screaming Ed's name? The whole time she was walking through the house. Basically, yeah. I feel like... That may have been a reference to Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wrote Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I know there's a point where Simon Pegg's like, Ed! Ed! <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that they were referencing Shaun of the Dead intentionally. <laughs> yeah, it's probably coincidental. Probably. Because his name's Ed. And it was Ed in actual history. Yes. So... <laughs> Then she's standing there, and this is probably one of my favorite parts. The nun is just, like, out of the wall, and it's like, hey, bitches, I'm here. And she (laughs) is basically like, no. And then, oh, she remembered before that Mm. what the uh, demon's name was. Before... They got into Because she house. got her Bible. Yeah, she went and got her Bible out of the She trunk. has her vision where, because she's not at the house anymore, she's not being psychically blocked by the, the nun, and she's able to have a more of a, a one-on-one with Bill Wilkins, and it's actually kind of sad. Oh, yeah, she yeah, did. She sees him in his chair, and he's a, a you know, he's a... Completely non-threatening. Yeah, he's a, he's an old man who's... He's like, I just want to see my I, family. I came to see my family. They're not here. I want to go, but I can't. She won't let me. And then... Again, straightforward. She, she says, won't let you. Won't let you. <laughs> and he says, he gives her a riddle. And I just stop speaking in fucking riddles. Something about birth. Means <sighs> something. I, I'm <laughs> giving you at your birth. You didn't ask for me. I follow you to your death or yeah, something I'll, like that. I'll follow you to your last breath. Um, and it's a, a fairly common riddle. If you've heard it before, you know it. But yeah. Um, I just so she thinks about it and and that's that's the part that's annoying me is that like they know that this thing is a demon they've already discovered that or they've discerned that enough at this point that they understand that this isn't a normal ghost it's unhuman or inhuman an inhuman spirit unhuman but like I said in the last movie they I don't remember how but I remember the creature's name Um, it's Bathsheba I believe or Bathsheba something like that Bathsheba Um, with a B oh Bath. Bath. I thought that's what I was saying. Bathsheba. 
not Bathsheba. What are you talking about? In The Conjuring 1. That's the name of the creature that's possessing the mother. And he says its name, and I don't remember how they figure out its name. I don't remember that part. But I know that they, they know once they have its name that they can cast it out. So they already know that this is the playbook for demons. Yet for some reason they're not trying to... I don't know. It's just, it bothers me a little bit. I feel like it's kind of sloppy writing. We'll get into it, I guess. But yes, she has and the heart to tart. Heart to tart? Heart to tart to tart. Sounds like a very interesting... <laughs> but I knew, even though I knew it was coming, it was still sad whenever he gives her that riddle. And she says, I don't understand. Can you tell me? And then the nun's horrible, knobby, white hand... Nobblers. Yeah, come out and grab him. And so she figures out that the demon's name is Valak. And she, so whenever she's up in the room with it and Ed, she's like, I know your name, demon. It is Valak. And that gives me dominion over you. And then she condemns it back to hell. And it's really cool because it like, like all back into itself. And for a second, you see the actual demonic figure. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to turn into Diablo. Yeah. Kind of. A very stereotypical pit fiend demon <laughs> yes. creature. And um, then it disappears into the wall. It just like back up into the wall. Well, all walls are a door to hell. Then <laughs> <laughs> we learned that in Mama. Um, oh, we did. And, and also moths are bad. Also Javier Bart- Botet. Bart- you almost said it. Bartet. Javier Javier Bartet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get like an agent or somebody someday and we're going to ask them to please get Javier Bartet on our show. And it's going to be Javier Bartet. And we'll be like, no. It, it would be awesome it. if they both showed up. <laughs> we didn't know, didn't which, know which one, one you, wanted, you wanted, so we send them both. Um, so, <laughs> because why would I send an email and clarify? <laughs> Just real quick, I want to give credit where credit is due. And I assume that in the demon world, you have to... Uh, earn your stripes so to speak and it's not just valak it's valak the defiler the marquis of snakes what's its full name i wish i had some titles like that seriously i imagine maybe not the defiler but (laughs) we'll come up with some okay i imagine there's like a some demon clerical work out there where they have to put in for a new name like marquis of snakes (laughs) all right have you reached that level okay all right isn't that the the name of the the warg and or not the warg the the like the orc thing, the orakai, and uh, the Hobbit. No, his name is Lertz. It's something the Defiler. Um, I'm ninety percent sure. There Possibly? was. I th- was it one of the orcs that took over Moria? I don't know. Oh, it's Os Esok. No, Osok. Esop. <laughs> Lester. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> oh no, it's um the one who killed Oakenshield's dad. It's Azog, the Azog, defiler. The defiler. Well, that would be the one from Moria. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, you're right. Cuz you're right. He you're goes right. out to look at the reflecting pool and shoots him with an arrow, I think. He, he's the main the main orc. Azog. Azog? He is the orc chieftain of Moria. Yes. yes. Yeah. What'd you say his name was? Azog? Azog the defiler. Azog the defiler. I did know that. Um, Somewhere in my brain of brains. That was the first thing that I thought of whenever mm. I... Not to be compu- confused. Confused? <laughs> computerized. Not to be confused with the uh, clown from Spawn, who is the Violator. That's worse. It's, yeah. It is yeah, worse. It is. The Violator. That's I don't not like a that. good name to have. Uh-uh. 
It sounds like a the father's not great, but I mean, it's acceptable if you're evil, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of demons. Anyway, I just wanted to give. I thought that was. I don't understand. I meant to look this up, but I I, I know, Marquis of Snakes just makes me think of where you go to buy tickets at a movie theater. <laughs> it's full of snakes. <laughs> Can I just just one for the conjuring, please? <laughs> but anyway. I, I wanted to give it its full name because I thought that was cool. All right. So <laughs> the demon goes away. Ed saves Janet. There's huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy at the end. Everybody says goodbye. They leave. And that's basically the end of the movie. Basically, yeah. Yeah, Ed <clears throat> takes the crooked man carousel down to... For some reason. His collection of... <laughs> haunted Artifacts. objects yeah. i don't understand are they trying to say that that's that had something to do with i thought she was, it was just haunted on its own i thought she was just using that in some way he to... took a child's toy to commemorate what they did <laughs> <laughs> I although i guess billy probably wouldn't want that anymore Gotta have a souvenir why does the demon give its name to her is it just be- is it hubris th- it's a she, demon thing she asked and it it's being polite i guess like <laughs> Um, There's rules to this sort of thing. Normally, it takes a little bit more than asking one time before a demon will give their name, but... Yeah, I thought... I I don't know. Again, I don't remember the first movie that well, but I thought they had to fight it for a while to find out its name. But I, I don't... I thought they found it through, like, historical tracings of the house. I don't know. But anyway, so... Yeah, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know why I gave it that one time. My own name, my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you never found out my name. Here's a riddle to find out my name. <laughs> so, all right. My favorite part of the movie was, I think, honestly, the part at the end where she she calls Valak out and... She calls her out on her bullshit. Yeah, and... <laughs> uh, the nun turns into the demon. I liked that effect. My favorite part was when the crooked man formed out of Baron and started rattling off his yeah. his crooked version of the crooked man rhyme. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my favorite part was easily the part with the police in the chair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good part. <laughs> All right. Clearly not equipped for this. <laughs> my least favorite part is the fact that the movie felt like it could have been over like a half an hour before it actually was it just kind of felt like it dragged on a little bit we're experts with things that drag on <laughs> oh, we, we, <laughs> certainly my least favorite part was uh probably the parapsychologist mm. <laughs> although i love franca patenta but she was just kind of an antagonistic presence yeah C- completely unsympathetic. Uh, my least favorite part was just some of the weird writing. I felt like is a little cheap. And overall, I liked the movie, but there were some parts in it that I felt were just sort of rushed, even though it was a long movie. It was two hours and 15 minutes. I like think. the writing, yeah. was the, the logic of the writing, the way that the characters came to certain conclusions felt a little bit weird and shaky. The scariest part for me, I think, was the part in the office with the painting where the nuns like creeping around in the shadows and mm. then is a like mm. like a dilophosaurus yeah from jurassic park uh <laughs> my scariest part was right after the crooked man thing when janet 
walks into the living room and she's finishing the crooked man rhyme. Mm. And then the fire grate flings out into the cabinet and she does that. It's like a freaking lion roar Mm. that just like curdled my cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even (laughs) mism. If you know what I mean. Uh, my scariest part, uh, there's a couple in here that were really scary. Probably the one with the, uh, where the mother comes to the door and she can't get into her daughter and she sees that there's somebody there in with her daughter. That's horrifying and just chilling. All right. Overall rating. I'm going to give it a seven. And my reasoning behind that is I feel like if they could have cut out a little bit like towards the end there there could have the whole train scene them driving to the train them driving from the train like just a whole lot of unnecessary and they just kind of cut some shit out of there and it just was too much so mm-hmm. um that and there were some major plot holes it felt like they washed and died and rewashed some of the stuff from the first movie and reused it so yeah. The tie-dye ghost. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, overall, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were parts of it that I was kind of bored with, but um, for the most part, it was coherent. Yeah. Vic? Uh, I'm also going to give it a 7 out of 10 because I was really leaning towards 6 out of 10, but I thought about the fact that I love that it gets ramped up pretty quickly and the ghost doesn't hide very long. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. With the mom where it slams the dresser into the door and stuff. That's just awesome. And I really appreciate that a lot. So seven out of 10 for me. Overall, the movie has some problems, but it's a really enjoyable movie. I did like that kind of misdirect where like, you're like, oh, great. Like the mom's not going to believe them. And then it's like, just kidding. She knows right away. (laughs) And you're both terrified and have that slight sense of validation. Yeah. Um, scariness, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, because it does do a really good job of making me anxious and feel uncomfortable. Yes. Um, scariness, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Mostly for scenes like that with the Crooked Man and stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the horror was pretty good in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, uh, there were some parts that were really, really creepy. And for the most part, there weren't too many parts that I thought were just kind of... Most of them for me were, were hit. There weren't too many that were misses for me. So, yeah. 8 out of 10. Pretty creepy. Alright. So, that brings us to... Real quick, a couple of housekeeping things. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned before you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod.com. Um, go mm, on to oh, so. houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. <laughs> so at some I'm point, very tired. At some point, we'll get that dot com going. Yeah. Right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, if you leave us a five star review on iTunes, we will potentially be so inclined to read your comments on the show. Um, so you should go and do that. And most importantly, just share us with your friends if you think that they would enjoy this, because that is the best way to help us grow as a podcast. You know what I give you permission to do? I want you to burn a CD of one of our episodes. <laughs> I you want can you decide. to burn? I want you to burn. 
get yourself some kind of physical media that you can hand out and keep it next to your door. And next time you get uh, someone that's canvassing for your vote for a local politician or something, or somebody, a Jehovah's Witness or something, just give them one and and that can be your response. Don't say anything. Just hand it to them and close the door. May I introduce you to our Lord and Savior, <laughs> the Hounds of Horror? <laughs> Oh, um, so those are our... That's blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Important. (laughs) Those are our... Again, it depends on what religion you are. (laughs) Maybe there are people... I'm going to say on to them, so anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Vic, it is your pick. It's Vic's pick. Vic's Vic's pick. pick. We should have a segment about that. <laughs> oh, yay. And they say on to me, mm, yes, like that thing. Uh, um, so. Some like so. Um, let us all um. Um, yes, and like so anyway. Uh, we just started a religion. I hope not. I mean, it'd be a great way to make money, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, all we got to do is predict the end of the world, and when it doesn't happen, we'll just say that we mis- miscalculated and it's not going to be for another... Some of us in this room believe in the immortal soul, so they're trying to be rather more careful about things like that. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry to that person. Um, okay, so... Uh, I thought about this one a lot. I was... No, he didn't. I really did, though, just in the past, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Um, I... Off and on, it's been bouncing around. I've been really having a hard time deciding, but I think I just decided because you could have just said it. I could have, but <laughs> oh my god, shut up! <laughs> All right, both of you are the most dramatic people I've ever met. We're gonna try and watch. I say try because I'm not sure how many people are actually gonna put in the effort to do this one. Uh, it's a movie. I hate this title. It's called The Ghost and the Darkness. The Ghost in the Darkness. The Ghost and the Darkness. Are you talking about the Lion movie? Yes. That is the Lion movie. It is the Are Lion movie. Are you sure Owe about Mowit, that? Mowit, Not Owe that Lion Mowit. movie. <laughs> Val Kilmer. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, I guess it is a horror movie. Uh, I mean, have you ever watched it? Yes. It's. I consider it a horror movie. If you don't, then I have a backup. It's the other one I was trying to decide between, but you guys can tell me. Wait, what's your backup? Uh... <laughs> You're not going to like it. (laughs) Nope. Okay, we're going to watch Ghost in the Darkness. A National Geographic documentary on lions. (laughs) (laughs) The actual Lion King. (laughs) Uh, No, my backup was The Descent. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Triangle. It's not The Triangle. It's It's, The Triangle. I I received a little bit of flack for picking The Mummy. Because I I changed our tune from horror to uh, adventure horror, I guess you called it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, um, action horror. I action think. horror. So now I have to question your motives here. Yeah, no, I kind of feel like it's on the same. I mean, we can do it because we did the mummy. Uh, I mean, I picked, but Predators I feel like it specifically because we did the mummy. I feel like it's on the same. I'm not going to pick anything that even resembles either of those two movies. So I guess you can have mine. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I'm willing to do Ghost in the Darkness. Dark. Ghost and the Darkness. Ghost in the Darkness. I don't know why it's called that. Um, I think sure. that was the names of the lions. Oh, oh, that's actually very much possible. Don't quote me on that. I have no idea if it's true. But it sounds like something that could be true. Um, but that is a real life thing that happened. It is. There's no mystery about it, I guess. Why do we do horror movies? 
Or do we do mystery movies? Oh, no. Val oh. Kilmer got fat. He did. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Val Kilmer is a treasure. I wish I, I got fat the way fat. he got fat. I'd be I a am lot a happier. fat person. <laughs> I feel like I can say when people are fat. <laughs> I just... Uh, uh, I forgot that Michael Douglas is in it. Okay, fine. So, yes, no, he is. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. No, you're not changing it. Listeners, I encourage you to watch it because it's a really, really good movie. And I haven't watched it for a long time. You know, this might actually be an even scarier movie than any we've done so far. Because this <laughs> is, is something that could happen to you. And that's why. Because when I was a kid, I, I watched this movie at the perfect time. I watched it right when I understood the implications of the possibility that this this movie implied that it, it could and it, it's over it's dramatized but this is an, an actual historical event and it terrified me more than any movie i've ever seen uh including uh event horizon and uh i mean i don't know you name it this this movie scared me more than anything else even jaws this movie scared me a little bit more than jaws <sighs> lions are not traditionally man eaters but just like with any other predator in the world, there's like some that, that like that's just the path they get turned into. Mm. And that's what they like to do then. Very rarely do I watch a movie and think, I want to know what happens after this, especially a horror movie. Lord of the Rings, I didn't that, even know anymore. I think okay. that about a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, hell, a water buffalo in Africa could kill you too. You. <laughs> so I'm going to throw something If you are in Africa... Lions, that's pretty scary. And this movie exemplifies why that's scary. But here's the thing, though. What you really got to watch out for is hippos. (laughs) (laughs) Hippos will fuck you up. I'd say you're probably in more danger from ostriches, but... (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, those of us who actually understand physics and proper choices when it comes to mounts and defensive strategy would probably choose a hippo. You know why there's less reported ostrich deaths? It's because people don't survive. (laughs) I win. Thank you. Uh, I win again. All right. And on that (laughs) note, have a great week. A carefully placed rock would take out an ostrich. Bye. Said the last guy that got killed by one. (laughs) 